2: In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast.
3: Come on in Panther Nation. Take a seat for the C3 Panthers podcast tonight's show. Matt Rule sacrifices coaching staff to survive Black Monday. We've got a Tremendously packed show tonight as the Carolina Panthers have, um, or at least Matt Rule has ruled the day that he survived this, I guess. He survived Black Monday, but three coaches, assistant coaches were sacrificed um, uh, to maintain his job for this period. We've got a lot to talk about when it comes to the postseason press conferences from Matt Rule and Scott Fitter and Cam Newton. Uh, And I do it with my homeboys each and every Tuesday. Cody Lashney at my side. How you doing, my friend? Tony Dunn. It's our first Tuesday
4: night show. Uh, Outside of the season, man, we're in the postseason. No more Panthers football. You hate to see it. But the NFL schedule is set up in a way where there's always news, man. There are always things happening. We did not get the firing that we wanted, even though we did get some firings. <clears throat> but listen, there's nowhere I'd rather be on a Tuesday night than here with my boys talking Panther football. And you know that we do it with the best Panther fans on all of YouTube. Tony, you already know them. I love them. It's our man Drew, Antoine Henderson, ATX19, Brad Dugan, Joey the Blind, Panther, Kyle, Matt Knows Nothing, Maddie, Matt. Nick Gaskins, Rex Smith, Zach Rhodes, your boy Will, Tony Dunn, and not to it but to do it, brother. Let's
5: roll.
3: The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Call in to the Longest Running Panthers podcast. Join our therapy group as we uh, recap this past season and a lot of movement. I was going to do a year-in-review show, guys, I've pushed it back to next week. I've got so much cool stuff to go through. I'm talking about how about something like this? It's on you, Cody. Oh, he's actually a mid message. No, my mic was muted.
4: My bad. Uh, so yeah, listen, my, I even had this thought today, right? Uh, Pene Sewell. Uh, I I love the dude. I've watched a bunch of interviews with him, seeing some stuff about his background. He is a physical freak, dude. They, the Panthers are a better football team with Pinay Sewell on it. There is no doubt in my mind. But I did think about this today, man. Okay, you're the Chargers, right? They just drafted Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert and Pene Sewell played together. The Chargers are also looking for a bookend left tackle. I wonder, man, if Pene Sewell fell down to number eight, if the Chargers would be willing to give us maybe a first round pick next year and a fourth round pick next year to recoup that fourth, for them to move up for Penny Sewell, maybe the Panthers slide back to 13, pick up J.C. Horn,
3: cornerback oh, Look at that. I've been going through all the tapes, bro, and I've got some wow. diamonds that I've been working on, but the news was cycle it. was so much today that I pushed the year in review back to next week. So we'll be going through and I got to tell you Cody's got a lot of wins bro. Got a lot oh, of wins shit. out there. So I mean think oh, about that. Called shit. the pick. Called the pick. It was fun. It was on cool fire. Picks to go but uh, we've got coaching movement tonight. Uh, there's been a lot of change throughout the NFL but Not a change here, because CK's in the house. How you doing, my man?
1: You know, I'm happy, bro. I'm happy we can talk about the Carolina Panthers and not have to worry about who our next opponent is. It's going to blow us out of the fucking water. Um, It's nice, dude. It's nice to be able to just kind of move forward. As much as we are um, unfortunately depressed, by the fact that Matt Rule survived black monday um you know there's there's seeing hearing what Matt you know or what uh fitterer Scott fitterer was saying is super encouraging um and it tells me that there's there's a real need to try to get some stuff fixed that we've seen as an issue for far too long and we're hoping to see that actually with the first full off season and a full season of being able to scout people we're going to see what Scott fitterer is made of out of this draft coming up so it's going to be an interesting uh interesting next few months as we uh kind of inch closer and closer to uh seeing what our team's going to look like as the new year begins
3: greg you have been binging movies all day
1: uh no i've been working on videos
6: all day i like uh making special interests or special shows and i got a fun one coming up this friday so i'm working on that much what's of the
3: coming day. up this friday for on your podcast while we're here greg the stat daddy the bat daddy welcome back what's up man uh I'm having what I'm calling a
6: star wars it's uh, just a bunch <laughs> of uh, it's a bunch of star wars nuts getting nuts about Star wars you know it's gonna be a really fun time so, and there may or may like not it. be
3: nuts involved. There may <laughs> be involved how can they uh, find this
6: it's on YouTube live at 9 p.m eastern hmm. Standard time uh super friday i friday. right, civil hey, right podcast after. right after right the
4: friday the free-for-all see how about that you can check out the friday free-for-all every friday at 7 p.m where you can join the show then jump right into the super Shuffle service podcast baby all smooth sailing
3: let's sure. jump into a group of people that are the opposite of the avengers a group of people that were monday's losers a lot of movement in the nfl uh, these are not superheroes it turns out they are falling I don't know what they are. They're all fired. That's what this is. These are fired men. Uh, Most surprising and came kind of early was Brian Flores.
1: Interesting, interesting decision on that one.
3: After winning eight straight, fired. Urban Meyer was the earliest, though. That was earlier in the season. And late today, news broke that Joe Judge with the New York Giants, who I believe are also five and or 10 and 23, which is probably the same exact record that the Carolina Panthers have in the same amount of time have moved on from Joe Judge. They cleaned house. Dave Gettleman retired. A lot of movement, uh, guys. Surprising some, not so surprising. Cody, the coaching carousel has begun, and somehow, to this point, there is a wanted man that is not on that list.
4: Yeah, sadly, Matt Rule is not on that list. But I wanted to pinpoint one of these because I feel like we might have a similar situation brewing here in Carolina due to a clip that you just played for me, Tony. Uh, but one of the things that you find out is that there really ends up being these large rifts between general managers and head coaches and what players get to play and personnel decisions. And, you know, recently it came come out that, you know, uh, the general manager of the Dolphins, whose name escapes me. He was the one who drafted Tua and Flores wanted Herbert. Um Apparently Herbert, uh, or p- probably not Herbert, but Flores was one of the ones who really wanted to bring Deshaun Watson in. That's where all those Deshaun to Miami rumors were coming from. Uh They were heavily involved in that. But it's so stupid, man. Brian Flores finished the season on a seven, I believe a seven game win streak. And yet Miami decided to stick with the general manager that has essentially been drafting bust for the past, you know, what, two or three years now.
3: Let's see. His name is Chris Greer. Yeah, Chris Greer. Whoever this is, he looks young. Uh, 22nd season with the Dolphins and six as the club's general manager. Hmm. He's been in there since uh, January 4th, 2016.
4: And it was really confusing, man, because everyone really respects Brian Flores. He comes from the Patriots. He's been able to turn them around and, you know, have them finish out strong. Certainly stronger than Matt Rule has ever been able to finish out for the Carolina Panthers. Um, And this took people by surprise, man. And then, look, let's just be real, right? We're a panel of four white dudes, but inevitably, you know, we got to talk about it too. You know, the one black NFL head coach who's probably had the best tenure and the best the best job ends up getting fired too. So that's, well, here's some,
3: well, here, here's the the thing that they're they're not going to, people aren't going to say about that. And I'm not trying to be the no race. I don't know. Look, is uh, Chris Chris Greer is black. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So (laughs) it is interesting Mm -hmm. that you could be like this is that, Oh, look, the black guy gets fired. Yep. Well, um, I also tend to that all sounds tips, right. Like I never, I did not until I just Google Griss. Who is the Dolphins' general manager? I did not know this, right? But I have been, you know, I've been seeing those tweets. I've been, you know, you think about it as Flores. You know, yeah. what I mean, you can't like, it, like it does it. Yeah. It's not. It's at least worth listening to or reading the tweet. I would say I don't know if it's right or not, but the funny part, or it's not even funny is people are tweeting that and they don't know that the guy that fired him is black.
4: Yeah. Well, then I also think the <laughs> owner, the owner, Stephen Ross, probably, uh, uh you know, maybe played a part in it too. I don't know. I'm not saying oh, that the Lord. fire. Now
3: we're going to hear some. Well, I'm not the saying anything was, that anything
4: was motivated one way or another. What I will say is that I, I expect Brian Flores uh, to be a head coach very soon. Uh, yeah. Listen, I mean, let's be real. Panther fans are wishing uh, any day now that we hear that Matt Rule has been fired. And in return, we're fire, or hiring Brian Flores. I think a lot of people would like that. Um, but other than that, Tony, outside of Flores, um, none of these are surprising to me. Matt Nagy to Zimmer. I remember when the Vikings beat us, uh, we had Vikings fans in the chat room that were talking about how pissed they were. Uh, that we won because they wanted to lose so that way they could end up getting Zimmer fired. So it kind of felt like a Ron Rivera situation over there. Fans yeah. are just ready to move on, go in a different direction. Zimmer's
3: a boss, dude. Zimmer, do you know he yeah. dates like a twenty-two year old supermodel or something? Like that? Oh, does
4: he really? <laughs> no, I, he <laughs> I, um, will do the, that. The the one that I did want to yeah, talk about also finish. is Joe Judge. Right. Hired the same time as Matt rule, yep. mm-hmm. um, you know, similar records and that Joe similar judge,
1: issues with the running back, similar issues with
4: the running back. Wasn't he talks stuff.
6: to be a Carolina too. Uh, like, hey,
4: uh, a quarterback that isn't worth a damn. Well, so there. if you remember Greg, the giants wanted Matt rule and Matt rule leveraged the was. Panthers against the giants. They wanted Matt rule first and they ended up getting Joe judge um, in return. But the fact that Joe Judge and his Giants played the Carolina Panthers this year with the worst roster, and look what happens—they destroy absolutely destroyed us. They shut us out. Oh, that's his girlfriend,
3: <laughs> bro.
4: Dude, no shit. Hey, that's what NFL coaching money will. uh <laughs> <I'm just laughs>
6: will, just football
3: fan is here. That's money uh, do. Like, here, I think. Uh, I mean, this is. It's not. This, here's another one. Go ahead, keep talking.
4: Well, he can afford her. <laughs> but um uh, oh, or we just give him some that all y'all are just
3: tearing him down, man. I'm sitting here trying to build this man. Look at this.
4: No, I'm sure she's with him because you know <laughs> he's just the sexiest man a, alive. A great guy, yeah. Great guy. He is hey, a rock hard oh,
3: you know. You know what? What if she dumps him because he's no longer a coach?
1: I mean, you don't think she was getting you don't think she was uh she was dating him to get close to NFL players so that she could just be like, Yeah, oh honey, gosh. I'll be home later. Don't worry. <sighs> Dalvin Cook is going to be busy for a bit. Don't try to reach out to him, dear. <laughs>
4: yeah, uh in our chat, Jay the Snake just that's his girlfriend. He just found out on the podcast that uh uh his girlfriend has a sugar daddy in the name of Mike Zimmer. Uh <laughs> Sorry, but- but- yeah, sorry, dude. I hate to hear it, man. But Joe Judge. Which uh, one of these is... jobs
3: is the best? Walking in.
4: Walking in. Oh, the Dolphins.
3: T- the Dolphins. Yeah.
4: No, I would say the. the what about the no, Vikings. I'd say the Bears. I would say the Bears. What? Uh, the no. Bears. Yeah. J- Give me well, Justin Fields. Give me bro. Justin Fields. Uh, a young football team. They have no, good defensive. They players. don't have a young. I
6: have to look team? at this this draft situation too to really, really assess mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I was Dude, thinking the Justin Jefferson
3: guy. That's chat. Put saying, your
4: opinions man. in the chat. Let us hear it. which is the best job out of all the ones on the screen. I see a lot of Broncos. Broncos?
3: See the problem with the North. You know, but here's <clears> the good thing: is Rogers is either going to go be moving to another team or may have a limited amount of time ahead of them. So while the NFC North sounds intimidating at first, you know, because Rogers and them are just tearing everybody apart, you know, the future could be all right there. Um, the, the, it's kind of tough, man. I was thinking about this the other day is like, doesn't it suck? Like if, like, even if the jets get a little bit better or the dolphins get a little bit better, you still got to go against the bills. And the Patriots right. twice a year, you know what I'm saying? And like right you know, now, the Bills are a juggernaut. That's a tough division to walk into. That's what I would just say. So
4: I don't um, understand why people are putting Denver. Like they don't have a quarterback. If I'm if I'm a young head coach and I'm picking, I want to go somewhere where there's a young quarterback and and I can build around that player. So but, the 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 Bears are an option, um, depending on what you think of. Tua, uh the Dolphins are an option. I don't uh really like I mean listen, I've never been big on Kirk Cousins. Right. You know, I've yeah, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback, but it's like he's not my first choice. My boy uh,
3: always says this is Kirk Cousins plays only only plays good at one o'clock on Sundays, but in prime time or any time other you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, he he gonna shit the bad. Like he gets on yeah. third Monday night football, done. Seven He yeah. yeah. you know and then Nobody
4: that- says the Jaguars, but y'all know me. I'm a Clemson I mean, Homer I
1: almost want to see the Jaguars at this point. You already you're coming in to a y'all team. You both say it so
3: funny, by the way, to the Jaguars. Jaguars. Jag- both Jag- of y'all say Jag- it. How do you say it? The, Jag- the Jaguars.
4: Jaguars. That's what I said. Jaguars. Yeah. You all say
1: Jaguars. Jaguars. Oh, country. <laughs> jaguars. Jaguars. But all right,
4: jaguars. fucking jaguars. British
1: dude. Anyway, but like the, like you think about what they have. I mean, they've already got their quarterback locked down, and it's not like it's a scenario where a, a coach is going to come in and say, um, well, he's but not the quarterback definitely? I would have chosen. I don't think that. I, I think that you're seeing a lot of really high-level throws, but I think I think his season has reminded me a lot of what Peyton Manning's first season of play. Yeah you know like peyton manning wasn't like set records for the most interceptions in his first rookie c you know rookie year like it was well he
3: did set the record i think for the most i don't know if it was for jacksonville's rookie or record or just rookie quarterbacks and just passing period yeah Yeah. because he passed 57 times a game yeah
4: Oh, another I, point made by Rex Smith is that the Raiders should be on that list, too. The reason yeah. I didn't put him up there was one: there was already a bunch of coaches on the screen. But number two, uh, I think they're going to go with Versace. Uh, I mean, they've, they've, got, the they've got Yeah, yeah they're yeah. in the playoffs now. They, I mean, they've won a whole bunch of games that they were not supposed to win. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Colts. You know, the Raiders have been doing their thing. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe if you wanted to include that as one of the better jobs, uh, Yeah, I think that would probably be a, uh, a pretty good one to go to. Also, how, how about this? Have you I'm heard finally his ready. Press
3: Conferences hey, like bro. he feels really comfortable to me. Huh. Who uh, the Versace guy, the Raiders? Yeah. Dude. Like I mean, when um, he's up there, I feel like, man, this guy kind of just knows football. Doesn't seem, you know, what I'm saying, like he's like, yeah, we were thinking about. It. I mean, it, he seems composed in the press conference, like a yeah. football guy too. It's yeah. strange how you can get a guy, like a third dude on the Raiders as a better head coach that's than any teams. coach we got that's on the damn coach. Panthers. Hey, yeah. I want to
6: I push back real quick on what Cody was saying with the Broncos, and you were talking about how they didn't have a quarterback and you wouldn't want to go there. But honestly, yeah. if I was a coach, I would want to go there because you have a strong fan base, one in Denver and two. They don't have a quarterback, and they're still winning games, which means they're but-
1: just a quarterback away from being – a really good team i feel but do you want to go up there when they're literally on the verge of litter- selling the entire franchise and having an incomplete overhaul in the front office where john elway won't be there i mean do you want to come and take over that or do you want to be in an established uh situation where they've got kind of at least some stability that's an interesting i didn't point. realize they were in that kind of turmoil yeah
3: it so is nice to point. get the to be associated with a team that's got history like that so think yeah. about yeah. this is that if you go to um Jacksonville, the Jaguars. Now, if you go to the Jags, the Jaguars, Jaguars, not the Jaguars. I now I don't know how to say it. I yeah, that's nervous.
4: what I'm saying. It's one of those words.
3: Like uh, just Jaguars. The the Jaguar. You have to build their history. In fact, we're hitting we're sitting here kind of as Panther fans talking about each and every week the culture, building the culture next generation Panther fans. Um you have that there is some some value to having a franchise that has a legacy because mm-hmm. then it can't fail you know like it's going to exist going yep. forward but you know i mean one more damn like Shad khan gets too many clown out days and all of a sudden he can be like man i'm moving this shit to mexico city yeah i don't but know but you know i mean but it's, but another, you're never gonna have that with denver i mean i don't know is wouldn't it be cooler to be like if you're gonna be the coach of the Green Bay Packers or the or or the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars. Well, also Jaguars. Think of this,
4: if you're gonna go there, uh, you know, no income tax for the state of Florida. So that's a benefit Ooh. for Jacksonville and Miami. Um, but also uh, another thing is that the the Jaguars, Jaguars, <laughs> damn you, Tony. <laughs> Sorry. Dude, the Jags uh, Jacksonville the, the,
7: the, the Jags.
4: Jags yeah. The, the Jags, Jags, they have a bunch of money uh that they have in free agency too, and they have a bunch of picks. And you have a quarterback. Yeah, yeah that's a, that, I mean, that's that does, but up. it seems like they always
3: have that. They always have a shit ton of money. They always have a shit ton of picks and then they still suck all the but, time. So. But
1: here's the thing that I think is different is they've already got the quarterback. And a lot of times the number one pick goes with the quarterback. So what this means is I feel like that a coach can set his real identity of what he wants his team to be with his first mm-hmm. pick. Right. I'd you be know, trading
3: and I, out. I'd be trading out.
1: Well, and that could very that well show your identity right there. Like, listen, we're not about one-star player. Unless we're about, there was a, you know, building these, these players up to be a collective unit that's going to be able to contribute to, a, you know, on a high level.
3: There's only one position I would keep that first pick for if I was Jacksonville. Left tackle? Yeah, I think it would still – I would think it would just, like, unless there's a defensive end that can – like if a defensive end, like Clowney's type of pedigree came out, you know what I'm saying? Like the guy or Peppers type thing. You just think mean, this the, is why I want even, 12 sacks right now. Other than that, I feel like I would trade back. I mean, even just trade back six spots. You still get that left well, tackle.
4: Also, anyway, <laughs> uh, one, one of the things that you're going to find out in this year's draft, too, is that there really isn't a player that screams number one overall pick. Yeah. And I've been looking, so I told everybody I'm, I'm finally uh, uh, going to start looking looking at players. And those videos, those film sessions, they're going to be coming to the channel very soon, too. But I'm just trying to get a lay of the land for this mm-hmm. draft and what I've been looking at. And so far, if you look at the top, uh, there is no uh, one uh, must-have, like, number one pick in the draft. You know, there's a bunch of guys that are in consideration but um, this is going to be a fun draft this year, man. Because especially with the Panthers picking six, uh, I really don't know how this board is going to fall. I don't know what the teams in front of us are going to do. So this draft is going to be a fun one, man. Um, because it's like all of the the more important, uh, like all of the the better players in this draft. You know, there are scenarios in which they could fall to us. Yeah, I mean, even guys like Aiden Hutchinson. K Von Thibodeau. Um and by the way, we'll get to this at one point too. Uh, Scott Fitterer mentioned in his press conference that uh you know we need to get bigger and stronger and more physical on the defensive line as well. So I'm telling
3: yeah, you, I I those... some signs. I heard some signs that were yeah. in, uh, intimating that uh that um we weren't gonna probably bring back Reddick. Yeah. Like I think there's two cl- clue in each press conference that said we need to get bigger on the defensive line, and you were like Reddick. Well, and Reddick, if that's, that's what I was thinking.
4: And listen, if that's true, I mean there are three guys in this draft who are looking to be premium edge rushing talents. Um, so either of those guy, um, any of those guys, could be in play, even though we're all over here screaming for. Uh, a left tackle, you know. Evan Neal is a really good tackle prospect. I've watched the most on him so far, but um, yeah. Again, I'm just kind of getting the lay of the land of this year's draft. I haven't even begun to 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 look at things fully, but um, yeah. Uh, th- this this is going to be a fun draft. I I really do. I really do think so.
3: The big news that broke today. Um, after Matt Rule survived that um, Black Monday that took those six coaches and probably uh, some more casualties behind the scenes that we didn't see in the process of that. Uh, The Carolina Panthers now have announced that three assistant coaches would be released or they would be moving on. Fired, I guess, is the word according to Ian Rappaport. The Panthers have fired offensive line coach Pat Meyer for his offensive coaching. Special teams coach Chase Blackburn <laughs> and uh, defensive line coach Frank oakham Interestingly, the car- Matt Rule has fired his defensive line coach two years ago. Line,
4: O line, and special teams, dude. He, he fired
3: yeah. the defensive line coach last year too. Passing yeah. the buck. So Frank Oakham was, so was a was a like he got a promotion la- at after they uh, moved on from yeah whoever that was i forget his name i it's looked just, it up earlier today it
1: makes no sense i'm not saying the defense was like you know amazing but it's just like insane that like the defensive line is the decision that you made like out of all the things that were wrong with our offense you didn't go quarterback coach you didn't go uh wide receivers coach you didn't go tight ends coach you, you only thing you t- talked about with your offense which is our biggest problem was Pat Meyer as the offensive line. Yes, Mm -hmm. was that the biggest problem on our offense? Sure. But there were plenty of issues. When has a tight end been an impact player on our team in the past two years?
3: I tell you this, is that picture alone, whoever let that picture of Pat Meyer get put up on panthers.com should get fired. Good God, that (laughs) is not a good look for Pat Meyer in that picture up there. Um, But I think this is Frank Oakham, guys, was a casualty, not because of... Whatever he did as a coach, probably. But it's time to fix the books. Got to fix the books. And guess what? Guess where he coached at? Baylor. So rule was like, Mm -hmm. I got to get some of these Baylor names out of here, homie. So sorry, bro. You are a casualty. Uh, Chase Blackburn surprised he made it this far, to be honest. I thought he could have been the guy that was sacrificed instead of Drew Brady. I know it wouldn't have really been enough but guys uh your reaction to uh matt rules sacrificing the coaching staff to save himself the lifeboat not a lot of space in there anymore joe brady was cast off they've been uh bucketing water out for the last few weeks but these Mm -hmm. three gotta go yeah so he's uh, running out of excuses right now
4: yeah I, i uh shout out to trap in our comment section uh in our chat room because uh, this is the perfect, perfect answer. Rule is running out of people to blame. Mm-hmm. Uh, you started firing all these coaches for, for what? One, why didn't you do it in the middle of the season? Mm-hmm. And two, it, I mean, if you think that this is going to get better by hiring coordinators, like this is him trying to point the blame in every direction other than mm-hmm. himself. Um, and I mean, it reminds me of when Ron Rivera um, in his final years made a bunch of fires to try and get the team going, try and move things along, change things up. Um, And, I mean, I think he's spinning the wheels, too. Uh, We'll get to the press conferences here soon um, and some of the things that were said, but uh, you also have to take into consideration Mm -hmm. that, uh, like, this guy, he's so hesitant. Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't even believe the things that he's saying to you. Uh, And you can hear it in his voice. And Tony, you got on to me the other day when I'm like, oh, he's not looking into the camera. Like, it's a body language thing when he says stuff. And there's some truth to that, man. You can look at this guy when he says things, and you can tell that, one, not only does he not understand what he's actually doing, but, two, he's just trying to say things that sound good because that's what he's used to doing.
3: I think that, uh, one, I thought uh, that when... Scott Fitterer was asked yesterday or today. Was it today they did those or yesterday? Today. Uh, it, it was, was today. yesterday. Yesterday. The, uh, when they asked Scott Fitterer about the offensive line, I thought he wanted to cry. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just sounded like his voice was quivering. I was like, man, I don't know what to do about this stupid fuck offensive line. Um, I do agree with you about the Matt Rule. Is it, You're right. Is that he is he's under a lot of pressure and here's the one reason that uh th- this is uh, interesting i think because as for all the people that called for joe brady to be fired once they fired joe brady i think it was a sign that matt rule isn't going to work right and what i mean what i think about this is that uh So what he did now is he has sold sold us on this idea of building the team the right way, right? About process, about doing it over, not for the short term, for the long term, right? Right. Doing this the right way, building the brand, building the culture. He has sold us that from day one. But at the first sign of struggle, he cast Teddy Bridgewater to the wayside, Mm. He cast Joe Brady to the wayside.
1: Jim Newton, I mean, right out of the yeah. gate.
3: and here's the thing: is he's fired all the people under him, and what happens? What if, if he goes and hires other people, and they're like, if he hires a rock star coordinator, and all of a sudden we're really good? I want to know: is what is Matt Rule really doing? Like, what's he do on this team? True. Right, I'm saying if if all yeah. of these guys are the problem, if Joe Brady was the problem, Pat Myers the problem, Chase what was, White what's the point
1: of, of rule? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing up, up there?
4: Yeah. What so, do you do? How are you not? How are you not in charge of this? And why are you doing it now? Like our mm-hmm. offensive line was getting their shit kicked so hard this season, especially on the offensive all interior. Right. It's like now you make this. Now you make these these moves. It's like we, we see right through it. And how about this? Our defensive line coach, I, I kind of think that out of all the ones who got fired, I, I feel the worst for him because yeah. I don't feel like our defensive line coaching was necessarily bad. I just think that we had two edge players that are maybe 230 pounds soaking wet and we don't set a physical edge, yeah. and that in turn asked us, to depend a lot on our interior guys getting push and a middling linebacker core that couldn't really help, you know, help that, right. uh, help that front seven. So right. I feel can bad I, for, um, for, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh,
1: o- o- yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank Oakham. Yeah. Can I, can I yeah, have Oak. you pull up the, uh, Adam Schefter tweet talking about, um, the playoffs, how many teams have made the playoffs and, uh, you got right many- here, Big Papa. all right. Let's let's look at this and tell me how this is not embarrassing. As the Panthers organization, number one, we already know that he's 0-6 against all the coaches that have gotten fired this year. It's just absolutely insane. Um, but this next one is the one that just makes you really, really, really just like mind blown that Matt rule is still the head coach. So since the NFL expanded to the 14 team playoff, where they have three wild cards now, instead of the two, like they had for years, um, there have been 21 total teams that have qualified for the playoffs. That means that two thirds of the entire NFL have qualified for the playoffs have made it to the playoffs in that time. All the other teams, the 11 other teams have that haven't qualified have fired head coaches except for the Panthers. So when 66% of the entire league has made it to the playoffs in two years, and you're one of the teams that didn't make it to the playoffs in either of those two years, and you're the only owner that didn't decide to move on from your coach. I feel like that's kind of embarrassing. And when Mm -hmm. Adam Schefter is tweeting that as a very clear message to the Panthers, like this is clearly stating this is weird that Matt Rule is still the coach for the Panthers. And, and it's-
4: how about out of all the coaches fired, Matt Rule is 0 and 6 against them? Yep. All the coaches that were fired, Matt Rule lost to them, but in humiliating fashion. Like I said earlier, the Giants were one of the worst teams in football this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. The very worst teams in football this year. They dirt stomped us. They absolutely dirt stomped us. They embarrassed us, man.
3: Yeah. I'm telling you, it was arguably the worst performance by a Panthers team in their team history. I mean, I have a statistical argument that says that's the worst game we ever played. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. Uh the thing I want to just go back to real quick with when we when Matt Rule fired Joe Brady, and then now he is cleaned. He has changed his all this staff underneath is that the the main reason to keep Matt rule, right, is the only reason to keep Matt rule at this point is that it's not that bad. It's not as bad as you think. We're moving in the right direction. We have like some processes and some evaluate, you know, we know like we're we just got to get a couple of things fixed and right and we're going to be significantly better. Right, I mean that's the argument for keeping Matt Rule yeah. in theory. Right, give him the time, mm-hmm. let him do it, let him get real, you know, finally get used to the rhythms of the NFL season, the off season, personnel management. You know, you should be good you're gonna be getting better, right? Yeah. What that says, that tells us is patience, stability, confidence in what you're doing. That is what that means. All right. Well, you know who the person running the show is, Matt Rule. And guess what he is not exhibiting? Patience, confidence. Right? Is that he's the one firing all these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what does that tell that tells me that like it's not us freaking out. And that's why I just don't know why you're going to keep Matt rule. It's like what what's the best the the best best case scenario that could happen at this moment when it comes to the like Matt rule? Like if we were uh, Matt Rule fools,
4: so shout out get to, like uh, all
3: of a sudden you would flip the offense. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, I mean, well, this is right on what you're talking about. The um, uh, champs fifteen with the four ninety nine love bomb. Appreciate it, man. Uh, there's a chance for Rule to still get fired. Tepper hasn't spoken yet, and don't forget, Sean Peterson got fired on a Wednesday last year. So a lot of Panther fandom is still kind of clinging to hope that maybe this might happen. And you see, it's us doing things like this. It's Twitter going crazy with tweets like the ones that you see in front of you. It's everyone saying, hey, isn't it kind of coincidental that, one, we're on our third year. Normally, if a coach doesn't show at least a playoff push by the second year, you know that it's not going anywhere anytime soon, at least if they don't show a a markable
1: you know, upgrade and what
4: you did from last season.
1: Even if it right. looked better, like even if it looked better in any way, shape, or form, it didn't. Though, like nah. that's the problem.
3: Yeah, yeah. it's there's worse. not really much yeah. you can find to that. Like you can pin on like as a something to be hopeful to build on, right? Still right. the same questions, maybe even exacerbated more, right after after last season. But if here's the thing is what is like by keeping that rule what is the best, best case scenario that could happen for him that where all of a sudden we are, what would it take to change our mind on Matt rule? Like all of a sudden and next year we go, you know what? Matt rule is the coach of the future. I'll tell the, you. I don't think there is anything. Okay. I, I, see. I, I, I don't, I think I'm with you, Greg is like, I, don't I don't think, think there there's is. anything realistic. I do not think yeah. there's a realistic pathway for us to really change our position. Oh, well, I don't think it's Go
4: realistic, ahead. but I'm just saying if you ask me what it would be, it would be this, is that, you know, Matt Rule is in charge of all football say-so. He has all football decisions are on him, right? Well, I kind of hope that Scott Fitterer takes some of that away from him, which we're still going to talk about in more detail. That's there's a we're, we're burying the lead a little bit, folks. There's something big that we're going to play when it comes to Fitterer. Uh, but if Fitterer has control over the roster and takes some of the control away from Matt rule, even as far as positions, like what players are going to play where and then Matt rule got to do nothing mm-hmm. but coach and just be a head coach. Then maybe, and only maybe could there be a potential that we're just not seeing the best of Matt rule because he's having to dip his toes in so many different bowls of water, yeah, mm-hmm. he's having to do so much. To me, that is the only scenario where this Matt Rule thing could work out. And if we if we're able to upgrade uh, the quarterback and offensive line position in a meaningful way in one off season, but that that's a tall
1: order. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, the thing that I would need to see is I would need to again. I think the same thing we saw that you know we talked about last year. I would need to see him pass the eye test. I haven't felt like in his press conferences that he has head head coach pedigree. Like, I don't feel like that. I've, a, you know, seen confidence in his ability to, I mean, how many, like, I think it's pretty much 17 games that we have burnt at least one time out in the first quarter. Like, just little shit like that that just adds up. We're the number one team, at least at one point. I, I haven't looked at the stats recently, but we were the number one team at some point and, and and you know in the league for most penalties right i mean it's just it's just these little things that just continue to add up and i just am not seeing anything so if if you see him just completely turn the corner and year 3 is like I, listen if we go and we make if it to the playoffs next year
3: if that happens, CK, guess what's going to happen is that we're going to give all the credit to whoever he brings in as the offensive coordinator.
1: But you can't for the like for that type of stuff though. Like I mean, like the penalties and stuff like that. I think you've still gotta, you still got to there's still going to be value that's going to be going to rule, right? And so I mean, you got to keep in mind even if you want to talk about this year, like you could say that he's had two offensive coordinators and failed. Well, really, he had one, and the other one was just continuing the playbook. Because, I mean, they're not going to install a brand new playbook with with Joe Brady gone. Like, they're going to be doing the same shit. There might be a couple of tweaks, but for the most part, it's still going to be Joe Brady's offense. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's really one offensive coordinator that was there. And so if things do improve, yes, you can put that on, 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 you know, whoever the new offensive coordinator is. But I think there's also going to be some value that goes towards Matt Rule if he's able to fix the, you know, and start to say things that then actually make sense that make us believe that he is the leader that we wanted him to be when he came here. Um, we just haven't seen it yet.
6: Not, not for me. There, there is absolutely nothing that he can do. This relationship was broken for me from day one. Y'all know I've never really, I've never been on a Matt Rule train. Uh, I think the hill's getting big now. It's like blowing up like crypto. The hatred for Matt or Matt Rule wanting him to get out of here. I don't think anything this guy does will ever change my opinion about him. I'm just done with him. I wish him well. I'm ready to be done. I'm ready to move on.
3: I just think it's such like, uh, Cody was saying a tall order, right? Like the things at this point, now that you've cleared all this staff, you said, we didn't know what we were doing with our offensive plan. We got to get this offense better. He's going to tell us, um, a lot. He's going to tell us, um, well, actually here, this is what rule said. This is what that. This is rule in the press conference, uh, and the aftermath addressing this very question.
2: Um, I, I would say that, you know, we kind of know what our issues are. You know, at the end of the day, guys, we're we're the thirtieth ranked offense in the National Football League. We're the second ranked defense. So like if
3: I um, hear this second in a
2: league in time where, you know, you, you have to I you have it. to score points, you know, to to win. So um, we know what we need to do to fix it. Um, but you know, just looking at the specific things, you know, along the way, I think at the end of every year I try to do a good job of really taking some time and going back and looking at each and every decision and um, saying, you know, hey, was this good? Was this right? Was this wrong? And trying to improve for the following year. But uh, I'll t- just so you know, I mean, it's, it's agonizing that that happened. I mean, we're, we're all we're all in here today working. Uh, we're working. To make sure 5 and 12 doesn't work.
3: Um, this is the thing, Matt Rule, is you said you know what's wrong. And we know how to, we're going to fix it. We know how. I don't think you know how to fix it. I think we all know what's wrong. Yeah, We can all see what's wrong, right? But I don't think you know how to fix it. I don't know how, you know, like what you're going to do at quarterback. How are you going to fix that now? How are you going to fix this offensive line? How are you going to manage um, keeping the defense that is statistically ranked number two that gets smoked by everybody, I feel like. But at the end of the day, you're losing Hassan Redick and everybody has continued to say we need to get stronger on the defensive line right, on those edges like Cody was saying. Fitter said that. Matt Rule said that in his press conference. So we all know what to do, but how are you going to do it? That's what uh, I'm saying is I don't think they can do – like if he brings – he's going to have to bring an offensive coordinator that all of a sudden is a magic man, right? Gets a – you know, institutes a playbook, gets everybody on the same page, gets this offensive line clicking, and either somehow – we trade for quarterback, or somehow he makes Sam Darnold the second coming. And then at the end of you, you're, what you're going to say is this: is you're going to say, first of all, that's not realistic. That's what I'm going to tell you first. That's not realistic. Second, we're all going to praise that dude and celebrate him. We ain't going to be like, oh, well, Matt rules the future.
4: Hey, uh, you want you want to hear one of the most uh, cringe, one of the most cringeworthy moments? i've ever heard and seen from a matt rule press conference he was asked about picking up sam donald's fifth year option dude listen oh, yeah. how collective. cringe yeah
7: um,
2: um bringing him here to be the starter you know knowing that if he had a great year that he'd you know he would, would be a high high you know, high price guy and if if they a starter at that number, it's that's 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 low end starter money. So um that was a decision made. Um, uh, it's a collective decision and you know um uh, I can't have much more said than
4: that. You know, yeah. Look at that face <laughs> at the very end. Look at that face man. You know he doesn't believe he doesn't believe a damn thing that he was saying. He knows he fucked up. This organization knows that they fucked up and now they have to wear it. Now they have to just wear it. He looks like a buffoon
1: and he deserves to look like a buffoon. You know how stupid that answer is, though? We could have picked up his fifth year option at any point during the fucking season.
3: Right. No, you got to do it. You had to do it the year year before. Yeah. Do you really? I think so. I thought you had to do it before. We had a deadline by like June 2nd or something like that.
1: Interesting. I didn't know that.
3: Hmm. No. So we get that, like they have to pick it. It's kind of like one of those things is I think it helps the player because like, but you guarantee you're going to pay them. Yeah, like, but you, you don't can't have pick to it pick it up, it up and though. then they get hurt. And
1: then you'd be like, we out, we out on it. Yeah. So, so the, I do, think it's do you a think they felt this. obligated to do it, to maintain, to keep, I mean, to make that second round draft pick worth the, the fact that we traded for him.
6: Right. Cause, cause best case scenario there is you get, one year of a cheap quarterback right because if he does really well you're going to sign him so no it doesn't make it worth it you know that's best case scenario you, right. you get one year of a cheap quarterback then if he does really really well you're going to sign him to a big deal anyway
4: see that right there the given sure. signs are excessive blinking and stuttering it's all body language all you have to do is listen to this man talk Look at his body, listen to the shit that he says, listen to how he says it, listen to how little conviction he has when saying the dumb shit that he says. It, it's obvious, man. This man has been exposed to the world, and we're all waiting for David Tepper to grow a big pair of brass fucking balls and get rid of this asshole. But he's probably too uh, too rich to care about what we peasants have to say so
3: well let's stay on the Darnold topic is that Scott Fitterer was asked about Darnold um and it's could he be the future could he be a closer quarterback this is the first question asked to Scott Fitterer
8: about Sam Darnold a closer a closer are you still is is Sam Darnold that quarterback for you I think Sam's still developing we have we have to help him you know everybody looks at the quarterback position just as the individual there's so many other factors that go into it, the receivers, the offensive line. Um, there's, there, he had a lot of leakage. He had a lot of pressure in his face. And it's tough to play the position, If, if no matter who you are, if there's pressure in your face. So we need to give him a, a – we need to help him in that situation. Uh, he's still developing. He's still a young quarterback. He's been through several offensive coordinators. Um, you know, to say – to answer that, I don't know if he's there yet. He's going to be. I think we're going to work with him to get there but we're open uh, uh, to the idea of him being that.
4: Scott, this is so- open to the idea. I mean, again, I know he's doing the proper speak and not wanting to just lambast a player and throw him under the bus. And, yeah, our protection is terrible. But, again, like we've already done this evaluation thing, and it's like I said before, I only signed up to do this Will Sam Darnold be your franchise quarterback experiment? I signed up for this shit for one year. For one year. This was the year that we were going to find out who Sam Darnold was. The fact that we failed to put pieces around him, now there was another season where he's had his ass kicked up and down the field. How are you going to find any confidence left in this man? There is no guarantee that even if you did put a good offensive line around him, that he's going to be a better quarterback. Most of his uh, worst plays come when he has a clean pocket, and he'll just throw the double coverage. Man, he's trying to find angels in the end zone, dude. It's it, it, it's embarrassing. Um, I, I'm, I'm not just like uh, what Greg said about uh, Matt Rule. How you can't imagine what would happen to cause you to like the guy or trust the guy i'm the same way man i cannot imagine uh like what would have to change at this point for for me to think any differently it's it's embarrassing about both yeah
3: both um matt rule and scott fitter had a lot to say about how the team needed work on the offensive line going forward here's scott fitterer first then we'll go to matt rule
8: early right now um our focus is going to be you know building that offensive line, we have to get stout up front, both lines, you know, offensive and defensive line. Uh, but we're not going to be blind to other spots either. We're not going to be blind to the defense. We're not going to be blind to the quarterback position. But we absolutely know we have to fix the offensive line. We can't have all this leakage. That's going to help the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I
3: think. was the same?
8: Leafy. so, yeah. <laughs> that said, how aggressive do you think you'll be in the quarterback market, trade or free agents? I think a lot of it will come down to, you know, how we evaluate this over the next couple of weeks, the new offensive coordinator, uh, what it looks like in free agency when we build our draft board or our free agent board, what the draft looks like. The one thing we don't want to do at the quarterback position is just to force something to get a quarterback in here. Like we've done. We, would, we need to build this the right way. We need to build this up front. And with that, I think we'll have better uh, quarterback play.
3: Both of them are interested in the backbone. Here's Matt Rule.
2: What
8: would you say is the number one priority that could? Probably on the offensive side of
2: the ball this offseason. I, I I think we just I think we have to build the backbone of our team. You know I don't think we can win without having a dominant, uh, you know, front seven offensive, you know, line performance. I think we've done some investment in it. Obviously, we've invested more in defense than on the offensive line, and that investment is some of these some of the same guys that are here. I don't want to throw them under the bus. It's them coming back and improving. Um, oh. it's the tight ends in the run game. I just think you know till we can control the line of face. scrimmage. Um, <laughs> you know, it'll be hard to win, you know. And so, you know, we we've, we've had a couple of games get away from us. We've also had some one-score games, you know, in, in one-score games, games where we had the lead, the ability to, to run the football, protect the quarterback, I think is important. So, obviously, we made think? a long-term investment in Timo last year. We drafted Brady. He's gotten some games down, you know, at the end of the season. Um, But uh, uh I think that, you know, offensively – um we talked about the quarterback, you know, just kind of solidifying quarterback and solidifying, you know, the offensive line or our priorities. We have some really good skilled players. We have to be able to win up front.
3: Your thoughts.
4: Uh, I mean, we have to be able to win up front. It's like, yeah, Matt, we know. We've known this all year. Like, why didn't didn't we
3: know this earlier too? We did. We
1: did. That's That's what. Yes. Like, why didn't (laughs) y'all know? We we did. We did. (laughs) We did. And here is. Can we talk about this? Like, let's talk about this for real. Like, they went into last year's draft with a top ten draft pick with no real need on defense. Like, I know that we had a cornerback possibility need, but we weren't like in a in a desperate mood for cornerbacks. Um. So. That let's take that part into equation. We're not getting a quarterback, right? So what we are, we already knew what we needed. We spent all of our draft picks the year before on defensive minded. We had more draft picks this year or in 20, uh, the 2021 season than we ever had as a franchise. And we, we picked two offensive linemen and still refused to fucking play them. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing that irritates the absolute shit out of me. Cody knows this. Everybody here knows this. Like, we should have had these guys out there way right. earlier, and we should. I went have put-
3: berserker when he said this stuff like, duh, yeah. like this is what, why is this now just build that wall? And right. he also
4: said we have to get better. Like, no, Matt, you are dumb if you think that Cam Irving and Pat Elfland are gonna get better than they are. They By were the on way, one th- year their right? film, their film before they came to Carolina was dog shit. Yeah, Pat right. Elfland, That they, they paid him to leave, man. They didn't want anything to do with this dude. And these are the guys that the Panthers bought in on day one. Tony, I don't know if you had anything else queued up next, but I want to get to that clip that you played. I got.
3: Yeah, that's what I was going yeah. to right now. As yeah, we, we, have, we
4: have to talk about this because to me, this is one of the most interesting things potentially going on inside our building.
3: Matt, Ruh- um, we know that Brady Christensen has been a focus of of, of topic on this podcast as well as Matt Rule has been asked about him several times. Uh, Scott Fitter was asked about Brady Christensen and Deontay Brown and their long-term projection of what they're going to be on this team here is Fitterer on Brady Christensen.
8: but I thought once we put him out at left tackle, he did a pretty good job. Um you know, I know a lot of people talk about arm length at, at tackle. The one thing you can do is like if you Matt have compensating Rue? factors. If you have quick feet, if you take you know, if you have a quick set and take good angles, if you're efficient with your hands and keep your elbows in, and play out front, you can get away with it. I mean, there's a lot of 34 inch arm guys that play out here and play so close to their chest. It doesn't really matter. Your functional length is out here, so uh, Brady can do. This.
3: Did Scott fitter take a jab at Matt Rule?
4: Yes. Yes, he fucking did. (laughs) That is a direct jab at Matt Rule and his arm length BS. And that tells me everything that I've been wanting to know that I am willing to bet. I even want to apologize to Federer. And by the way, I meant Sam Donald earlier, Uh, uh, Greg. I have no faith in Sam Donald. I know that's never going to change. But when it comes to Federer, I'm actually more hopeful about him now. Because in my mind, David Tepper, when Matt Rule was signed on, David Tepper gave him final say-so on all football-making decisions, right? And then Scott Fitterer had to come in and play second fiddle and do whatever little old Matt Rule had to say. So in my mind, it's probably the scenario where I'm willing to bet Federer has been trying to push for Brady Christensen to start at left tackle the entire time. Think about you're a first year general manager and Scott Fitterer could be able to say that he drafted a franchise left tackle in the third round because that could be a feather in his cap this year. But Matt Rule didn't even give him that opportunity by not playing Brady Christensen. I think that uh, uh, Scott Federer has seen the players that we have and thinks that they should have seen far more playing time than they did but these dumb arm length discussions continue to be had because of Matt Rule and whoever the fuck taught him about what players can and can't play football. It's embarrassing, man. The more we dig further and further into this, every single sign points back to Matt Rule. Is all it, of
1: them. Is is the mm-hmm. fact that Matt Rule absolutely refused to let Brady Christensen play left tackle for the majority of the season? Is it not him spitting in the face of Scott Fitterer? For drafting a left left tackle, and then saying, yeah. you know, you know what, we're gonna put him at guard though, right? We're not gonna. I know he's been a left tackle, and you drafted him. And, and, and listen, this is all speculation. This isn't me reporting anything. But you gotta think if you're if you're a, a, somebody who's scouting these guys, right, and you're seeing a guy play left tackle and he's playing it well. Yes, it may not be in a stacked division, right? But he's playing well, right? How I mean, wouldn't you as a GM or as a scout say, like, I think that he's I can't grade him as a guard, but I can grade him as a left tackle. And as a left tackle, I think he's worth a third round draft pick, right? So, spitting in the face of Matt Rule, I mean, of of Scott Fitterer by not playing him at left tackle is what I feel like is taking place in that case. Yeah, I agree.
4: I love the comment on the screen that Tony put up um, from Mark Carson. Does this foreshadow a rift or philosophy difference? Between Rule and Fitterer, and you know, Tony Joe Person came on and said, "Fitterer, being from Seattle, being the type of guy that they're very specific on arm length for cornerbacks," you know, I felt like because of that, we just kind of dumped it on to Scott Fitterer, like he was co-signing uh, these decisions that Matt Rule, what was making. But I mean, to all of you and to all Panther fans, hearing that. That 100% makes me believe that there is a real rift between Federer and Matt Rule, and they have differences on how this team should be run.
6: Assuming that's true, yes. I mean, he could just be saying he could see the writing on the wall and see how everybody's turning on Matt Rule and how Matt Rule's trying to fire everybody and just trying to get on the right side of wrong here, you
3: know? He did say the exact thing that people who have been anti arm, like the opposite thing Rule said. I mean, it's like the damn yeah. opposite thing that Rule's been trumpeting. I just think what is interesting here is is this really like are we seeing some sort of evidence about who wanted this guy and when, you know, was Brady Christensen Fitterer's like kind of guy that he's lobbying for and he talked Matt Rule into him type thing because when you hear uh, Matt Rule talk about these guys, Deontay Brown, Christensen, or whatever, he just continues to say they're not ready. They're not ready. You know what I'm saying? They're just like – you know they've got you know I I believe in them but they're not ready you know and we see Brady Christensen at this position we see him here we do this so he's that's how he's handling the conversation. They asked Scott Fitterer today about it, and the first thing Scott Fitterer says is, "Man, uh, Brady Christensen had a tough year because as a rookie, we played him in four different positions, All right, and with limited reps." You play him at these four different spots. That's already hard on any guy, let alone a rookie, to play right guard, right tackle, left guard, left tackle. Right, on top of that. And so he came out with this kind of empathy moment, kind of like a Nick Saban talking, you know, pump his guys up after, you know, saying like how hard they... But Matt Rule's like, well, we see him as a starter, I guess. We just don't know. So why is it that Matt Rule is so like... He always treats him like a stepchild. And
4: it's crazy. He he's done that a bunch of times yeah. this year, man. Matt um, Rule
3: just I still got we still got a lot a lot more to talk about when it comes to the press conferences. Uh I still got a few more clips that have to be discussed. We still have to talk about the offensive coordinator and what Matt Rule is looking for in hiring his not offensive coordinator. We talked about uh if all of this was essentially a disaster, right? Is Matt rule and embarrassment, but now if he does make it through this week or whatever, uh, and we do retain him and he gets his way of hiring these people, we got to start thinking about who he can hire. And he made some comments about what he wants in an offensive coordinator. Before we do that, like to thank you all for your support. The number is 252-228-5098. You can smash the thumbs up button. We love all the people in the chat that are participating in the show, all the input, and we'd love for you guys to get in. Why don't we jump in and listen to a cat call or two uh, Let's before do it. we keep plowing through with the um, all of this uh, news that has been breaking this
1: week.
8: So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty s***. You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel?
5: Uh, very uncomfortable.
1: So, How do you think catcalling makes the person feel?
5: It a feels good, like...
9: Hey, this is Kevin from Chalk. Um, you know... what have- up, Kev? I, I tested positive for COVID on Friday night. Ah, sorry, you brother. Know, so I've been, you know, quarantined myself in this one little fucking shitty room from that day, last Saturday, to today and probably tomorrow too. So I've been, I've been feeling a little delusional lately being quarantined, you know? And I just want to make sure this is real. Like every coach that deserves to be fired. On Monday, got fired except for rule Like, I'm not going crazy, right? This is real life. Is that quarantine crazy, right? Nope. Right. Like,
4: That's very real,
9: Kevin. Our entire coaching staff guys. Like
4: The entire coaching staff.
9: I don't, I've never seen that before. I've got like seeing the entire coaching staff gutted except for the defensive coordinator. That's fucking crazy. Matt rules gone for this year. We just got to accept that. We just hope next year is going to be competitive. That's all I can hope for. Competitiveness. Just be competitive. All right. That's all I got. Time to get drunk. Peace.
4: Peace, one. Kevin, get well soon, brother. My Friday free-for-all compadre. Uh, get better, man. Kick Uncle COVID in the ass. I know you will. Um and then, yeah, man, the Panthers end up uh, firing a bunch of people. Dude, this is vintage man rule, man. Tony, it's like you said earlier, we here at the C3 Podcast, we don't like it when people uh, cannot take the blame for themselves. And when people throw other people under the bus and, you know, uh, send pot shots at someone else for their own inadequacies. Yeah, we don't like that whenever it happens, man. And especially when you're the head coach and you're the de facto leader of the football team, I mean, you're not the de facto. You are the leader of the football team. And you you take opportunities to throw Cam Newton under under the bus. He has absolutely mismanaged this offensive line. It's been embarrassing. And yet he continues to point fingers at others instead of uh, taking the blame for himself. And uh, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And that's why we put it on the slide. Uh, We've said it before. It's just been embarrassing. But you want to know what else is embarrassing? It's embarrassing the like ratio on this video. It's really not good. And you know, we know that most of you come here because you have this weird fetish that you need satiated. And dude, there's all kinds of crazy websites. I don't know why you come here for it. I mean, it really is a football podcast, but whatever, dude. We're not judging. Get off however you need to. CK, talk to your people.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, The 2021 season is finally f***ing over. All right, we can now look forward and say, maybe we have some hope. Maybe Wednesday, Matt Rule will be fired. Maybe we'll be able to wake up on Thursday and be happy about the place that our team is at. But I will tell you one thing, you guys will continue to show up every Tuesday, every time we have a draft party, all the Friday free-for-alls, but on this video, you still haven't hit that even hit the like? Are you kidding me? This is your subscriber shame.
4: Subscriber shame. 155 people watching. 94 thumbs up. Hit that like. Hit that subscribe. Help us grow the show, man. We don't take no weeks off, man. You have us year round. We don't go nowhere. You are going to have this panther therapy all year round. Support the content. Hit the like hit the subscribe, hit the notification bell for all the draft content that we're going to be having very soon on the channel, and that's it. That's all we ask of you. Tony's hey. down. let's head into the call, man.
6: Well, before we move on to the call, I want to add w- real quick one yep, comment about that one. He, he did say something that's bothering me lately that, I'm, that I've been feeling that I know probably y'all are too, and we've got a phase at some point in time about I'm wanting to be competitive next year. If we know Matt Rule's coming back, and I hate thinking like this as a Panthers fan, do we really want to be competitive next year? Does that do anything for us? And I hate do thinking you, like that.
1: Do you see this team being competitive next year? No, I don't at all. But I'm saying, is it even something we want? So, so like, even if you've got a new yes. coach, do you see us being competitive next year? No. Okay. No. So, either way, I think David Tepper probably thinks the same way. So I think that David Tepper is probably thinking from that perspective of, you know, again, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. We don't have a lot of hope this offseason. Like there are things that could happen that maybe we could be, you know, but I think odds are kind of stacked against us being a successful team or even an improved team. I think that there's a lot of cards stacked against us that we're going to be. I mean, that are probably going in the favor of us being a worse team than we were this year. Yeah. Right. So I think that my thought is why bring a coach in here that might be able to do something manageable but not get us to the playoffs and have his first year marred by that instead of, hey, listen, let's let's go ahead and let Matt Rule tank this thing again. We're going to have Sam Darnold at the helm. We're not going to have any capital to be able to trade for any of these quarterbacks that are out there on the market right now. Mm-hmm. Not going to happen. Well, my, my question is, is I, I agree with you, like, but do we...
6: Do, do we do as well as we did this year? Is that considered basically us tanking? Because if that's the case, does another number six pick next year make us like the team? No. Like 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 so do or do we need to that's be that's what like, I'm talking about with that rule is like next year.
3: Is that you don't have to worry? You have you want us to be competitive. We all want us to be competitive because it sounds sounds so outlandish to think that Matt rule is going to be able to put together a team that can do that. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's the thing is I'm more interested in, is there a possible world where Matt rule could do something to change our opinion about him? And I'm like, if we go set, you know, if you win nine games next year
1: and you still not still,
3: you know, I just don't know if that's going to be enough to sway the opinion at that. Brian
1: Flores won nine games this year.
3: Right. I mean, he went yeah. eight in a row. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, dude, he did last season. year
3: too. Yeah. He's had two winning back to back. I'm just so I, that's why, again, I just don't see a, a viable pathway for us in one year from now saying, yeah, I feel confident that Matt Rule is the future. Right. Right. Because then you just think, man, if we are going to get good, it's because he got this good coordinator. And then that coordinator is going to leave. And then where are we going? We stuck with, yeah you know, so interesting. Yeah. 252-228-5098.
4: I want to say one more thing before we go. Uh, you know, you, you were uh, pulling up clips for, uh, for the year-end review. Listen, I want you to clip this for next year's year-end review. I've already made my prediction. Matt Rule is going to be fired in the middle of the season next year. Because, no, this team is not going to be competitive next year. I think we still need a lot more than people think. I think the number two defense in the NFL is a very misleading stat uh, that doesn't that, account yes, for how many future offenses ran all up and down us. Well, through, and all around us.
1: cherry as well. Yeah, they,
4: yeah I mean, dude, it, it, it really is like they're cherry-picking stats. My official prediction is, is Matt Rule will be fired in the middle of the year next year after another disappointing uh, start to the season?
3: I'm starting a document right now. That was what time is it? How long we've we been doing this show?
4: We have been I thought doing it.
3: Oh, hour 9, so that is at 10:09. Write this down cuz that's going in. 10:09. All right, uh next call.
0: What up? Tony, Cody, just want to first off say thank you guys for all the content you guys create. It definitely has been very much a therapy session for me this season.
4: Appreciate you, man.
0: And first thing I want to say is that Christian McCaffrey 100% needs to convert to a slot receiver. Yes. He is too small and too fragile to run the ball between the tackles. The defenses know that they're going after him. He needs to become the next Wes Welker. Julian Edelman-type player. 100% agree what you said, Tony, about the call in the Bills game when the Bills offensive line on third and nine came onto the Panthers' sideline, started pushing players around, and we got called for a 15-yard unsportsmanlike penalty. Total Cleet Blakeman, absolute bullshit. I hate that motherfucker. You know he (laughs) won a Peyton Manning win Super Bowl 50. David Tepper, I think he only cares about making money, and he doesn't give a fuck about the Carolina Panthers fan base. If I was a 10-year-old boy growing up in Charlotte, the last team I would want to be a fan of is the Carolina Panthers, and that is sad. Hmm. Our defense is pathetic. Against Tampa, Tom Brady picked us apart all season long. Reverse made by Scotty Miller when he ran in for like 30-yard touchdown and not a single player was able to chase him down, push him out of bounds. That is soft, pathetic defense. And our linebackers, probably the worst linebackers I've ever seen play for the Carolina Panthers. I know we were spoiled. We had Luke Keekley for seven, eight years, and he was a legendary linebacker. But Jermaine Carter Jr. is awful. I mean, he never is in the right spot. He's definitely not the answer. um, Makes adjustments. Shaq Thompson is slow. And I definitely think that we should have drafted Micah Parsons. I know that that spilled milk at this point, but it is what it is. Micah Parsons made the All Pro. He led the league in, you know, tackles almost, lots of sacks. Anyway, hope you guys have a good night. Keep
1: the Micah Parsons um, argument. Is is a weird one because I feel like he is the exact same player that Brian Burns is. Like he's he's a he's a he's a standing up rushing off of the edge type player. He's not a middle linebacker that is commanding a, a, a defense. Like he's he's done a lot of positives for that defense, but that you also right. got you should have gotten damn Slater.
4: Well, the, do you know what the sad thing about it is though, CK? Is that he is so much stronger than brian burns i mean this guy can actually bull rush guards and offensive tackles and manhandle them uh and to be honest that's not something i've seen very much out of brian burns and uh they do a lot of different things um uh with michael parsons that guy's like a master of none uh if you're subscribed to brett coleman he put out a really good video about michael parsons but listen the color right it's all spilled milk at this point but I think that he points. What does a
3: master that, of none mean?
4: Well, it's like uh, I mean, so okay, it's um,
3: a like, jack of all trades master. Yeah, of yeah, none. It's, it's
4: like saying dude, you're you're good at. He's a master at, of all. Yeah, you're good at all of the at all of the categories, but you're a master of none of them. So, for example, Michael Parsons is a really good pass rusher. But he's not the type that you want to just leave out there, and like you want to move him around pretty much. And he does good at all of it. But you know, as the call was saying though, um, you know, we have a bunch of players on our team that we have to find out the hard way they're just not elite level talents. Jermaine Carter is not an elite level talent. Shaq Thompson, for as good as he is, um, it, you know, we've had our our ups and downs with with Shaq before. Uh, he's been the type of player that we've been kind his of best disappointed year with this year. Yeah, his he best his best year, year was this year by far.
3: You can't really expect it to more than that, right? Like that's the best you're gonna get, probably.
4: One hundred percent. I think so. This defense
3: Dang. could go from being number two to being number twenty-two if we don't watch out. Well, that's more realistically what it is,
6: you know. I know. Hey, I don't get that number two defense, man. Hey, while you're writing down bold predictions for end of show reviews, I can make one for this year too to start out that you can take down. Is I don't right. think Christian McCaffrey is a running back for Carolina Mm-mm. ever again. So, do we which, opens is... ever again. Or, Ooh, which opens up him being traded, or which opens up him being traded or moving to oh. wide receiver. So, I don't think he's the running back for Carolina moving what forward.
3: Hey, cover <laughs> me for a sec. Yeah,
1: he I must
6: agree.
3: Have a mouse in the house.
1: I was um I was thinking the same thing. Isn't there aren't there reports that we're listening for off, to offers for Christian McCaffrey I've right seen now? Seen stuff, but I don't know about anything official.
3: Yeah, Scott so. Fitterer said this. He met with Christian McCaffrey, spent 30 to 45 minutes talking with him. I didn't pull this audio out of the million things I pulled. It's the last question they were really asked about. I think in the press conference, he said that uh, very open and candid with Christian McCaffrey that they they see his future with the Carolina Panthers. They think he's a special football player, right? But at the same time, as his job as a GM, if people call, he has to listen. So he said, we're not actively shopping you, but if someone calls and offers a King Rams King's ransom, I have to, in good faith, my job consider it. So he just said, I told Christian McCaffrey that, but he said, we're not trying to trade you, but I'm in on every deal. Sounds like something the Rams would do. Yeah. Ah, well, you know who the team that we identified in the post game is, or are we telling somebody else has been, this has been a couple of times that it's been mentioned on this podcast is the bills.
1: Dude. Yeah, I was actually at a, mm. uh, uh, that afternoon, uh, for the, before the early games, I was actually at a, um, uh, uh, fantasy dinner for giving out rewards for the fantasy or fantasy lunch. Um, and, uh, and the Bill's fans were like, the guys that are there, there's three Bills fans, and they were talking about that. They were like, "Do you guys want to get rid of Christian McCaffrey?" I was like, "Yeah." They're like, "What do you think you guys would get?" And I said, "We wouldn't get a first. We'd get a second round." Um, and they said, hey, God, "I don't
3: think you'd get like a fourth, man."
1: No, you can get at least mm-hmm. get a second out of it, you know, because yeah. he is. I mean, when he is healthy, I think a second round is so. It's. I mean, you got to keep in mind, we literally traded a second round for Sam Darnold, right? <laughs> I mean, so we
3: traded more for Sam Darnold.
1: Right, you did yeah. what a second and a fifth or something like that. But we second got a six a back four, or something then, like that.
3: Two and a four, two and. A but four. we got like
1: a yeah, we got like a fifth back or something.
3: um It was like a two, I and mean, we might have even given three picks for Sam Darnold, like a two, a four, and a six, and then got a six or something. I don't know. I don't know what that means. But, um, I mean, I know what I was trying to say. I don't know how to say it. I just wish you'd play slot receiver. The
6: caller was right, man. He'd be a great – he would be a Pro Bowl wide receiver if he would just play slot receiver.
3: Well, Matt Rule was asked about that in his press conference uh, yesterday, and he also said that one of the things when they hire an offensive coordinator is that part of the thing is is how can we use Christian McCaffrey to our best ability is going to be a big part of their pitch that they need to answer. Because you can still use him as a running back, yeah. And he wants to see it as multi- multiple, right? I mean, he didn't say the word multiple like he usually says, but he, what he's saying is this is that like it's a, it would be ridiculous to say that you wouldn't use Christian McCaffrey as a receiver, right? That would be ridiculous. Imagine you said this. No, he's such a pure running back, rolling run to run ta- through tackles. Nice. You'd be like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've heard. So he's saying if that's ultimately ridiculous, then saying that you won't run, we need to find a way to use him in a variety of ways that make that take advantage of him being a swiss army knife like that's what makes him special is being able to do all this shit so you know that how to use christian mccaffrey is on their mind Mm -hmm. and actually i would say that was one of the parts of matt rules press conference that i got the most irritated with is my man was talking about um We've got well, we've been studying running backs from all over the history of time, carries, number of carries. We got analytics, guys. We've got all of this. We're f- gonna basically crack the code that is Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Well, why wouldn't that make you mad? That wouldn't make me, yeah. You know, all right, I mean that doesn't make me mad. The fact is is that they spend in a bazillion hours trying to figure out how to use Christian McCaffrey, all these analytics, dude. And nobody can look over there and say, the fucking offensive line really sucks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like I mean, right. like, why are we, I mean, I heard this thing when they asked him about Terrace Marshall Jr. and about how this injury, they said, and he said, this is not a serious injury. It's a two week, three week injury, but we're at the end of the season. So we put him on IR, right? He tried to immediately say, this ain't a big deal, but he said, this is what my man said. said Terrace Marshall Terrace came in here and he had some injuries and we know that you know we knew that that's why he slipped we think he slipped he said so we've been so you know he said we knew this was going to be part of him and we've been working with the best doctors the best physical all of this we have decided we, we figured out he needs a different type of gait to avoid injury so you're trying to tell me that you can take a guy who is a star wide receiver or whatever, and you are so fucking smart that you can change the way he walks, his running motion, (laughs) right? Oh, we think we can adjust some things about his gait that will really extend his durability, but you can't look over there at the offensive line and see that they just trash? Mm -hmm. How can you do that? That's like saying, I know how to teleport through time, but I can't drive this Toyota Corolla over to the (laughs) damn Walmart. It's insanity. It's it's insanity. Cody, they tried to tell us that they got analytics guys cracking the code of Christian McCaffrey, Terrace Marshall Jr. We're going to change the way he walks to avoid injury, to take pressure off of his feet but we can't just look over there at the offensive line and say they're terrible. It took us a year and a half to figure that out. But man, we were all over this shit.
4: <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh and look how many times, uh, you know, we have so many fans now, you know, pretty much unanimously calling to move Christian to slot receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mind it, man. I mean, listen, uh, uh, receivers get paid big money. I mean, he might as well be a receiver, man. If we can have another downfield threat.
5: And you can um, still run
4: the
6: ball with him, too. Yeah, he and just just, the, that, the that's what I'm him, saying. You, you can't can, line him up the back. Line yeah, up the back you field.
4: can dramatically lighten his load that way, but still have him be a feature player in
1: your offense. Can we be um, real about it? Like, I think that if you moved him to slot, he'd still be a top-five slot receiver in the NFL. Yeah, yeah and I know I you agree, said 100%. that for a while.
3: I mean, he it's would just, be the number-one receiver on the Panthers, arguably. Yeah, yeah
6: yeah i mean the top five slot receiver might even be selling it short you could just say top five overall receiver i think he could be because he would play the slot but you know he's still going deep he could still catch a deep ball
1: yeah i just i mean he's when you look at the 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 wide receivers yeah i mean i don't know that i would be able to put him above you know five of the top wide receivers in the nfl especially with Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson coming on. They said that about He's Cooper just a Cut, star,
3: too. though, I think is what Greg's saying. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. a star. It's like wherever he is, he's going to be making highlight reels. Let's go to the next call. Let's push through some calls.
10: Hey, guys. It's Chuck from Wizard City, aka This guy. Call him one last time. Oh, yeah, this is. But I just wanted to say, you and Cody, you guys know CK and Bad Daddy. You guys really bring it all the time, you know. But one thing I do have to put out there, going into this season, we saw our offensive line problem. And even though we started out 3-0, and we knew why did they cut the David Moore guy that was the big free agent, non-signing, out of Greenland. And we thought, wow, we picked them up, but then we cut it. We knew we were going to have a problem with Cameron, Pat Elfline. We already had issues with them signing them. We signed Moten. Although that's good to a point, we go into the draft. We can't get Sewell. We passed on Slater. We didn't matter.
3: It's malpractice. Dude. But the
10: point is, we get Brady Christensen. We bring, you know, Lee Deontay Brown in. We passed on Trey Smith. He never really addressed the line. And it wasn't just a tackle, center's a weakness. And these guards had no push. Look at another Richard
4: Humphrey.
10: Joey Sly had no competition. They signed a punter. They signed a free agent punter to challenge the, the guy we've already cut, Charlton. Now, uh, you know, to give him competition. We never challenged Joey Fly until we got down to the last week of free agency. Will Greer was a bust to begin with, but we kept PJ Walker. If hey, PJ Walker better than Will Greer, and neither one of them need to be here. You know, Garner wasn't the answer. We bring Cam in late—that's desperation. One thing about going in next year, Matt Rule's given this extra year. He's going to be scrutinized, and there is too for the first time. What the free agency brings in, the ones he loses, the ones he keeps. Draft doesn't have as many picks unless we trade out, and we're still not going to have as many picks as last year. So he's going to be really scrutinized on that. But the big point is going to be when we hit training camp. How well is this team put together? Keeping four or five tight ends on the roster last year, on the 53-man roster. Head-scratching moves, letting some people go. Keeping a Giovanni Ricci to play tight end and fullback and all that. What a joke. And I just want to see how this roster in training camp next year develops because we're going to have some other issues. And that rule can't sweep under us. Remember we thought that, hey, Joe Brady's playbook, we're just not opening it up yet. Remember that in preseason? He yeah. Just didn't open it up yet. We want to wait. Problem with it wasn't to a play, fair, I I was a, a play page. All he had was a play sheet, and that's the issue. He's not going to be able to hide under anything anymore. Going into the next year, it's going to be called out right away. So his his rope is a little short.
3: Uh and again, this comes back to um, it's interesting when Matt Rule says that they know what's wrong, right? Is that they know that building this offensive line or what he described as the backbone is what they need to do. It's when Scott Fitterer talks about building an offensive line and needing to do that. We all knew it. They all knew it. They should have known it. How about this? If they didn't know it, they shouldn't, they should be brought up on criminal charges. Criminal charges yeah. that this offensive line. The fact is, is that they played above their station last year, and people said they were trash last year. And you got worse. They got worse. They got worse, and they already stunk. So uh, let's keep going with the goals. Well,
11: that was yeah, part of well, real quick. That
4: that that's part of why I think there is a bit of a split between Federer and uh, and Matt Rule. Because, listen, okay, there's only five offensive line positions, okay? Imagine if we actually fixed two of them in the most recent draft that we had. Every single time we see Deontay Brown, he's pushing a man into the backfield. Scott Figueroa told you right there, he doesn't care about the arm length stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and that there are ways to overcome it. And by the way, lots of people know this. So, I mean, I really do think that there's a, uh, a real rift there. So, you know, when Chuck says that we didn't do a good job addressing the offensive line, it's yes and no. I mean, I still would have wanted to take Rashawn Slater just so that way we could finally have that Pro Bowl young left mm-hmm. tackle like we wanted and needed to have. But then, you know, there were picks that we did make and we're still wondering about what kind of players they are. We were not given the proper time to evaluate the talent on our football team. I don't think We still didn't allocate
3: enough draft capital early enough. I don't care. I don't want a project guy that we got to try. I mean, yeah, we, we could have used those project. We could have picked Rashawn Slater in the first and still pick Brady Christensen, Deontay Brown, and still have needs this year. Right? So there has been zero, the, the Panthers front office for decades for the last decade has failed us in the idea. They now are telling us they know that if you want to win in the NFL, you got to have an offensive line. Gosh, I tell you, this is Matt rule. Clearly what I learned from his press conference is that he is from the school of hard knocks because we could have told you that we could have told you that we've been telling you that we've been bitching about this offensive line for nine years. And then and you, and no one there's been nothing done like really outside we're talking Trey Turner third round pick best one well, Greg me, little second we haven't done anything so I'm saying I'm sick of people saying oh we get it now we get it we get it where, where what took so damn long to get it Rashawn Slater was there last year we picked Der- Derrick Brown and you know what? God bless Derek Brown. I'm not trying to trash on these guys, but like at some point, you can't tell me the offensive line is important and then you never do anything about it.
1: And when you but, do, you still don't do anything about it. Like, yeah. exactly. You yeah. draft, you, you draft, you barely guys, do
3: something about
1: it. You barely it. even play them.
6: Yeah. Were we doomed from the start, though? Like, say you drafted Slater and then you still draft Christensen and Brown. Like, does that, are we, are we a seven win team? Are we an eight win team? Like, does that yes. change it that much?
4: I Maybe. I think I mean, that I mean, they we, we win
6: team, but we have hope going forward at least. I think right? that we
4: could have at least been in the playoff conversation. Okay, whether and, or not and, and we with, would, and with
6: hope going. Yeah,
4: forward. whether or not we would yeah. have made it, that's a whole different issue. But hey, real okay. quick, would not you have, have some, a better? But hold on, hold on, real quick. We have some Falcons fans in the chat that yeah. are like pretending that they're like a better team than us, and that we're the <laughs> embarrassing ones. <laughs> I know y'all ain't talking, bro. Y'all are the epitome of embarrassing teams, bro. Don't be all happy just because Georgia finally won a national championship. That's not y'all. It's never been y'all. It never will be y'all. Y'all are the bottom feeders of the NFC South. Sorry, I had to
3: do it, Tony. The the thing about this is just a and then we'll go to the next
1: call. To be fair, we do have a worse draft position. Shh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question about would we be better so if we would have drafted Rashawn Slater, um, we wouldn't. We wouldn't be worse. Agreed. You know, I, we I don't, wouldn't I be don't, worse. I, it, yeah, and we would be getting closer to this. Is that if we would have drafted or uh, spent a little bit more, if we would have gotten some shit right? See, here's the thing: is every time we did do anything about the offensive line in the past, it's been wrong as shit. Mm-hmm. I.e., Matt Khalil. Right. We could have had Russell Okung. then. We go with Matt Khalil. Russell Okung turns about to be good. Matt Khalil turns out to be trash. Right. I mean, you got like every time you try to do something, Greg Little, you trade up for Greg Little, he stinks. Right. Like you try to do these things and they're barely trying. It's like you bring in Walmart flowers to your wife to try to make up. Like you stopped and bought some dead looking flowers and you say, I'm sorry, baby. You put your. M- Gas station cologne on you, and you're apologizing. We had the opportunity to buy a real gift, get down on our knees and beg for mercy and get some offensive linemen in the last couple of years, and this one being a prime spot, right? And yeah, we didn't know that Rashawn Slater was going to go to be an all pro. But I tell you, this is that this off, we how about this if this offensive line was a little less offensive? We might have a better gauge about who the problem is with Sam Darnold, with Joe Brady, with Matt Rule. You know what I'm saying? Now yeah. we don't know. Like, I mean, it's so bad. Like, I don't even feel bad for Sam Darnold behind this line.
1: Yeah.
4: <clears throat> yeah. I feel bad for everybody. And hey, before we go to the next cat call, uh, don't be a fake gangster up in our fucking chat room threatening violence on people? Because that <laughs> shit don't fly nowhere, so bro. I'll put the band hammer on your ass so fucking fast. And you're a Falcons fan? Boy, you better sit your ass down. Let's go, Tom. I-, I have no time for some of these Falcons fans. Well, hey, Mikey Mills, you're button. cool, though. Mikey Mills is cool. He's just hanging out.
3: Uh, Next call. What's up, guys?
4: It's Matty
12: Matt here. I just want to talk about what Scott addressed in terms of the offensive line and uh, defensive line and how, you know, building the trenches is very important. I just want to quickly point out that our schedule next year uh, against the AFC North and the NFC West are easily the two most difficult divisions to play in right now, let alone play against. On top of that, we also play the Lions, who I see beefing up next year under Dan Campbell and uh, what he's going to do for that team. Um, as well as uh, the Broncos and the Giants again, if I'm not mistaken. Honestly, I, I'm looking at it and I'm like, we are so far behind, and the rest of the league is not going to wait for us that we might be lucky to win a few games. Like, I don't want to sound pessimistic or not pessimistic, but uh, negative or anything like that, but being realist and seeing what we've done this year. If Scott is really adamant about doing that, then we need to invest heavy into both lines because I'm looking at it. Bales are still a really good team. Um, and even without some of the pieces that they're going to uh, miss next year, the Browns, the Steelers, and the Ravens are still um, solid teams. Mind you, the Ravens, not the Ravens, the Browns and the Steelers might have quarterback issues. Their defense is. Is still problematic I mean you have uh two of the best defenses or two I would say two strong defenses that are at the very least in in that week uh I'm sorry in that division and then on the NFC West there are three playoff contenders in that division the Broncos are a well well-run team that has a lot of depth to it especially on the defense um the Giants are questionable I don't think that they're a good team at all. So I'm, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, there might be a chance that we might be the Seahawks. You know, we might be Bel- uh, the Lions. We might be the Lions. You have to be adamant. You have to make sure that if this is what you're saying, then that is what you're going to do. I don't want to see us drafting a quarterback in the first round. Agreed. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we I think they've already come to terms that they are going to buy the wave with Sam Darnold, yeah. but. We really have to prepare for next year, because I do not feel like, and I know nobody else feels like getting embarrassed the way that we have been, you know, not even putting up 10 points for most of our games. That's humiliating. That's not football. That's, you know, that's, 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 that's so embarrassing. You put up, ball, you get shut out 25 to 3. You know,
3: you show they leave. We'll do good on the first drive, and then. That's the Was call that right it? there. That's it. It just, yeah. He hit uh, the three-minute mark.
4: Yeah, I know CK and I uh, agree with the non-quarterback thing um, in the first round. Uh, and, and, again, I haven't done my full top-to-bottom evaluation yet, but I can't imagine um, that there would be a player uh, that I haven't known about yet. At this, you know, far along in the after the season is over, that yeah, isn't in consideration to be a top ten pick at quarterback. Um, so yeah, I just don't think that we should. Too man, um, we need to build this offensive line. But to be fair, if you listen to Fitterer and Matt Rule, they continuously harped upon the offensive line and defensive line. So I really wouldn't worry about it. I think that if the Panthers are going to upgrade the quarterback position, it's going to be through free agency and, and uh, not in the draft. They were
3: asked a lot about Pickett, um, interestingly, yeah. but, you know, I mean, uh, it's kind of a silly question to ask. All right, uh, here's probably, I bet you this blind guy's mad. Hey, guys,
13: it's Joey. Make sure to call 10 minutes before the damn show starts because uh, y'all didn't play my call uh, On the post game For whatever reason I
3: uh I specifically you know, remember hearing I you. wish you would have
13: Because I made some good points in it But oh well uh, About Matt Rule Of course I know this is probably where Most of the calls are going to go Why didn't we fire him Why didn't we fire him Well Because Look at all the other jobs We're going to be competing with We've got we already know Jacksonville is looking for a head coach, and so what do they got? Oh, that's right, they've got the number one pick, and they've got Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. So that there goes one of the best head coaches, probably going there. The Dolphins are in Miami. They they fired Brian Flores. Because, oh, I think. I think the Miami Dolphins might be uh, tripping on some of that cocaine from Columbia that they yep. get at uh, the international airport there all the time. Cause I don't think that was smart. But anyway, now we got them to compete with and they're in Miami and who doesn't want to be, who doesn't want to be known in Miami, which is very hard to do. Trust me. I've been there twice and like I get ate up at every bar I go to here. Not so much in Miami. But uh, yeah, we got them to compete with, and they've got some. Are pieces. you saying they
3: don't like blind Everybody people in Miami? Miami.
13: That's what he's just saying. We got saying? the Giants. <clears throat> the Giants, I'm not worried about because the Giants are whatever John Mara wants. Uh, Minnesota, that's an organization that's well respected. Denver, another organization that's well respected. Chicago's got Justin Fields, so yeah, we're screwed, dude. No head coach is going to want to come here, especially one that's better than Matt Rule.
3: And even anyway, Joey guys, can see that.
11: Wow, wow, wow. <laughs>
3: uh, good call, Joey. All right, let's Fantastic
11: call, Joe. What's
3: going on, C3
14: Nation? This your boy, Jay What's hitting y'all up? What up, Jay? I say this, man. 2022, it's my last time dealing with the Carolina Panthers. I ain't wearing No gear. I ain't, I ain't going to no training camp. I ain't watching no Carolina <laughs> Panthers game.
7: <laughs>
14: other than they playing the Steelers. That's my other team. But I am not anything Carolina Panthers, I'm just not. I'm yeah, good for Jay. this year. That easy. Hopefully, they get have another bad year <clears throat> and then Matt Rule get fired. And I know people say, why would you wish bad on your team? I just don't want Matt Rule here. Matt Rule got to go in this front office. This franchise is so stupid. It's just the writing is on the wall. And everybody's talking about third year. He can get it third year. Keep crying out third year. Dude, you're supposed to get it in your second year. You haven't made any progress or nothing. Everybody wanna talk about it takes a while to build a team. No, it doesn't. If your coach if your coaches, if your coach know how to coach, and your front office know how to do know how to do their um do their thing, you can build a team and you can in in two years, basically in one. Especially when you got the right pieces around. This dude turned the Carolina Panthers into Temple and Baylor, you know. A Temple and Baylor pro team. Yeah. And he all and he's steady talking about the progress is working. The progress is not shown on the field. It hasn't shown on the field in those three wins that they got
3: i is i'm gonna stop you right there jay because i want to play this because i think this is a good um good kind of segue to this point is that uh we got some atlanta people in here saying damn y'all sound like atlanta fans. like the sky's falling like it's bad this is bad here on these streets of carolina they terrible it's terrible and matt rule is a problem this is where and, and to the point, my man said he ain't gonna watch a game anymore. Like <laughs> he said, I will not even. You say Carolina Panthers, and I say no, Carolina Panthers. No, that's what he's doing. Like like out there in the hallway, chanting against him, protesting. But this is how rule drives you crazy. Is this is Matt Rule, and th- this is today when I lost it. I can't. I don't know if I'm how many more press conferences I got in them. You know what I'm saying? Like in me. Like, they're getting worse. How about this? Is I wanted to see progress for the Carolina Panthers. What I saw is this, is that the press conferences from Matt Rule matched the performance on the team. They just went downhill all year long. Here's the final one. I just about lost my mind on this one.
1: You're putting together a roster in the offseason as if you're on the hot seat. Do you do that differently versus if you have – you
2: know you have seven years to get the job done, and how do you maybe – I don't want to combine those. That's a theory. great question. It's 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 why I think a lot of teams make bad decisions because they go they don't think long term strategy, they 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 go all into oh try to win now and then you end up, you know, having ten, fifteen, you know, free agents leave and you have you have a depleted roster, right? So I think uh, I think you see it year in and year out. So he's talking to uh, Tepper, uh, not us.
3: No. Listen to this bullshit. A man who has coached two seasons in this league. A man who has just fired his entire staff. A man who is arguably, actually just not arguably, just looks in over his head at every point and clearly has no plan. Like, that's the problem. We have been saying this. It's not the five wins that were the problem, dickhead. It wasn't the five wins. I would have been very happy with five wins. I bet the under on everything before the season. We'll go back and look at those bets. Greg owe me five bucks, right? But I said this, this team's going to be under six, but that's okay. I'm all right with that. I just need this team getting stronger and better for the future. But here's the problem. This motherfucker who just fired his whole staff is going to try to tell me about other people's mistakes. In the league oh this is where they get it wrong they don't think long term they just cut cam and get teddy bridgewater and then cut him and then trade for sam darnold then quit on him and then oh my god yeah, like, how mugs, would you know
4: college coach
3: yeah I mean, like you don't know shit about, about shit. like this plan and this patience He's preaching, uh, pe- preaching patience, and he just fired his whole staff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, you know like, he's a
4: uh, fucking hypocrite, dude. He's it
3: a makes
2: hypocrite. no sense, dude. And then listen to this: he's like, "I'm a, an- I am going to serve the Carolina Panthers. I am always <laughs> going to make the right decisions uh, in the long term interest of the Carolina Panthers. I am Panthers.
3: always going to make the right decisions. You ain't made a right
4: decision yet, homie." In fact, all he makes are bad decisions. All
3: right, let's keep hearing how you like. I mean, it's is like crap. I
2: feel sorry for it. However, man. that works out for me. That works out for me. Um, again, Scott obviously he's making a lot of decisions, you know, um, in terms of personnel. <laughs> he and I work very well together. And he is, um, oh my God. You know, I, I want to so build a bad. Super Bowl champion. So um, Scott wants to build a Super Bowl champion. So to me, there's no quick fix to that, you know, I mean, um, so we, we've kind of done what we've done so trade, far. I think we've made some progress in some areas. Now. Obviously, not enough. Um, we're going to have to make changes, you know, uh, uh, personnel-wise in terms of you know adding some things on offense. We've talked about that. We know where our issues are. But to go out and to go out and you know sell the sell the farm for for you know one or two more wins. I think that happens all the time. <laughs> I think we, we're we're going to be methodical, you know. Um, about everything that we that do and mean? just say, hey, what's in the best interest it of the mean, what that and so I love that. Matty Matt. Matt, Matt, I died, too, when he like, said What I in served. the
4: fuck is this man even saying? There are no he's, words there. I feel,
3: his, feel like he's writing his own pink slip.
4: Nothing.
3: I feel like he just wrote his own resignation letter. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. here's the reasons why I shouldn't be. The Panthers head coach. I will not make all the best decisions for the Carolina Panthers. I will not exhibit patience. I will not sacrifice the uh, long, short term for the loss. <laughs> like, I mean, it was just like, I he's mean, he's a he, fucking moron,
4: dude. He's a bumbling moron who's always fumbling his words. He has no idea what he's even trying to say to you. If you, to say, say. if you knew what he was trying to say, he doesn't even know that.
3: And this is why I knew it was over, man. I've known. as soon. And look, isn't this funny? As someone who didn't love Joe Brady like a crazy person, wasn't I always hard on Joe Brady? Like, or not hard. Not hard. That's not the right word. Uh, reserved, reluctant to endorse.
4: I would say you were reserved and CK was
3: hard. Right. I was just reluctant to, I just kind of wait and see person. But as soon as he fired Joe Brady, I knew my man was just back. Like, he didn't have confidence. But you know who's supposed to have confidence in Joe Brady more than us? Matt Rule is. Right? And so this. And then you're going to try to preach to us this idea about knowing how to build it. Like, this future. Like, this. And all you're doing is... (laughs) It's like uh, if you were... Like, if you bumped into somebody's table as a waiter and you're like, I got it. And then you went to the next table and then you were like, I got it. Like, I mean, or just a bull in a china shop. Like, you're trying not to bash that. And you're just,
4: ma- you're, you're making everything worse. <laughs> yes, making I mean, everything worse.
3: knock 12 people over, ruin their dinner. I mean, what is he talking about? And like it, my it, man said, Maddie, Matt. Again, yeah,
2: Scott, obviously he's making a lot of decisions. I am going to serve the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> I am always going to make the right decisions.
1: <laughs> I am going to serve. The Why does that character? sound like a proposal? Like it
3: sounds I, like uh, he should get. Or in Trouble in that Jerry Richardson case for that shit. I <laughs> uh, hey, uh,
4: I have a, I have a question for everyone here on the panel and everyone uh, in the chat. Uh, who is li- Who was a bigger liar, Matt Rule in that clip or this guy? And this one,
1: and we're doing this in Carolina, the first thing I care about is winning. The second thing I care about is winning. And the third thing I care
2: about is you guys are smart. So that's
8: on and off the field. That includes the charity aspect, community aspect, and how you make
1: who, mm, do this I, this, who, is, this where, is a chicken and
6: egg situation right here, to be honest. I
3: tweeted with you. this, Cody. I tweeted this during the Matt Rule press conference, right when he said all that shit. Like, he was like, I know we got a bit of fixed off offensive line. I, but like, it's, I was like, this. I was like, oh my God, this is the worst one of the year. This is the worst press conference of the year for me. Like, it was so hard to watch. It was so hard to get through. I tweeted this out. You can go check my timeline. I'm waiting for David Tepper to bust through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> be like, I can't take it anymore. Nah. This press conference is so bad. He is losing this press conference.
4: It's a shit show, man. It it's a is. Shit show. There's never been a worse yeah. time, I think, to be a Panther fan. This is when you're going to know if you're a diehard Panthers fan or not you know, Jay Anderson was calling, talking about not wearing gear anymore. Tony, Tell I'm telling you, when and I'm not even saying this to, to shit on us, when you're a football team that doesn't have that entrenched history, that long fan base like some of these other teams do, and you just go back to back to back to back losing seasons, hard. you're going to build an it's apathetic hard. fan base.
3: It's hard to come, it's hard. You'll see it. How about that is you will see it, is that if you keep losing, you'll see a diminishment, a diminishing interest. My yeah. college team, ECU, is kind of like a team that's very similar, I would say, to the Panthers. It's like not the storied legacy, but a good kind of underdog story half the time, like as a good show out, pretty good culture, had a lot of NFL players we brought out. But I tell you, seven, we we went six years without a bowl, like a winning seat, bowl game, win season. And that place used to be packed out 50, 40,000 people. And you'd be like, God, I don't like 8,000 people here now. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, it's hard for, like, you have to have a special culture to survive that. Like, you have to have the Browns culture where not only do you have generational fans, but also, like, being a Browns fan is like a badge of honor. Yeah. You know, it's like, you're like, but like we work somewhere in this middle zone where it's just like shitty shit. And no one wants to be like, Oh, I like this shitty shit. team. We're not the lovable loser. No, you know, it's not like you're a Cubs fan for a long time. I'm, you know, I'm wearing a Pirates hat right now. People are going to be mad, but I wear baseball hats based on colors. Uh, and I like different stuff. Anyway, next call. If I press play What's
12: up guys, it's Matty Matt here I uh, just good want to good talk good. about what Scott addressed In terms of the offensive line, and heard line one, right? how, You know, heard the
14: one. this one You heard this one What's going on C3 Nation, It's your boy James y'all up I see yeah, we this
4: we man too, right? All right.
0: Hey, I realized I didn't finish my thought On that Bills game Yep. The call that Cleep Blakeman's crew made against the Panthers, and Tony, you said if Matt Rule wanted to show this team that he's got their back, he should have done whatever he had to do, get ejected, throw a fit, get in the ref's face, because that was absolute horseshit. Another point I wanted to make, the 2020 draft, I know Cody said we're the first team in history to do an all-defensive draft, and there's a reason why you don't do that. We took Gross Grossmatos with the 38th pick, and Jonathan Taylor was the 41st pick. Can you imagine our offense with Jonathan Taylor and Christian McCaffrey as our smash and dash running backs? And then the last point I want to make is that if you watch the Raiders and the Chargers the other night, Justin Herbert was balling. I mean,
14: just Dude.
0: gunslinging. He's, mm-hmm, in my yeah. opinion, without a doubt, the best young quarterback in the league right now. Same. I think he's, he's my favorite quarterback. I quarterback. argument, NFL. I
8: yeah. think he's better
1: than
7: Patrick Mahomes. Mm, mm,
1: it's
4: if I had the number one pick in the draft, and I'm picking for the Panthers, and we have the number one pick of any player in the NFL, I'm taking Justin Herbert.
6: Yeah, I mean, I, I could listen to that argument. I mean, it, it's a bold statement to say better than Patrick Mahomes, but mm-hmm. the, you. But I'll I'll listen to somebody make that argument because you, you it may make sense. I mean, must be he's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, I mean
4: it's hard to say better too. I, I'm just talking about from a from a GM perspective when you're checking boxes on all the things that you want from a franchise quarterback. And yes, of there. course, Patrick Mahomes is all of those things and then some. Um, yeah, I, I'm just saying the, the the sheer size, the arm talent, he's six foot six, and he can run. Dude, that guy's that guy's crazy, man. I, he's my Can't favorite quarterback to watch. Um,
1: the, uh, yeah. the only reason I say that he's better than Mahomes is because Mahomes was given the keys to a fucking Rolls-Royce, Roy, Rolls right? And, and Herbert didn't... Yeah, Ferrari, right? I mean, he got, like, the best of the best fucking teams you could sure. ask for, and when he doesn't have that, look what happened this year. He took a huge step back as a quarterback. The rest of the team had to pick him up. Like, it wasn't... Patrick Mahomes is not a world-beater this year as a quarterback, and there's a reason why that he's had the past two years where his offensive line hasn't been incredible. Herbert is yeah. absolutely better because Herbert has had to deal with more adversity. He's this year. They had a brand new head coach this year too, didn't they?
4: Yeah. Brand new head coach,
1: a whole yeah. new system. He has to worry about dealing with, I mean, Herbert is, and he's remained consistent throughout that. That's my, By the way, that's about. all he
4: did at Oregon too. At Oregon four years, he had three head coaches and three offensive coordinators. So, He's used to the turnaround, mm-hmm. too. Boy, wouldn't you love to have that as a Panther, considering how much turnaround <laughs> we've been going through? Dude, it's, um, It's just
3: this. There's two categories of teams in the NFL. There is a team that has their quarterback, and there's a team that's looking for their quarterback. You know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's, there's a – and you might not – they might not be the best quarterback in the league, but you got them.
7: Mm-hmm.
3: Right. You know what I'm saying? You have what you believe is your answer. And so then now it's not, we're no longer trying to fix that part, but until you fix that part, you're always fixing that part. You know? So, I mean, it's like, this is like, I mean, and that's why I said for so long that people were so shitting on cam for a long time. And this is before the, the downfall, right? This is before way before like anybody was thinking cam's career was over. I'm talking about where people were saying is he as good as we say he is type people. And I'm just saying, and they were like, man, you could have this. A a life without a quarterback is, you're like, you're like the Jews wandering through the desert.
4: Dude, it's quarter, dude, you're in quarterback hell, man. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have a guy under center, you don't feel like, or at least me, I'm talking for myself here. I don't feel like it's a team. If you don't have a franchise quarterback, your team isn't viable. Because when it gets to the playoffs and you're playing the best teams and they have their ball, you know, the, the ball in their hand in the fourth quarter, yeah, I trust those teams. I trust those quarterbacks. Uh, Certainly by the way, not we got,
3: into in today's NFL, right? Yeah. Is yeah, that maybe 100%. 30 years ago in the 70s, 80s or 90s? When you threw the ball at you know what I'm saying I mean it's a different like everything has gotten better, just like the video games have gotten in higher quality. The professional athletes they ain't smoke they ain't smoking cigarettes and you know what I'm saying yeah, right. I like it. yeah, and stuff. Like, I mean, it's a it's a, the athlete of today, the game has become even more competitive, mm-hmm. right? Like they're the highest athletes, they're the high, you know what I mean. Like it's My like we are growing. Broken. Yeah, like we are evolving in a positive place. So the quarterback has just become more important. Maybe right. in the past you could, but you're right. Is that and and let's not. And my I'm Georgia fan. I mean, like I'm an ECU Pirates fan first. That's why. I, anyway, and I know it's a Pittsburgh, but my wife is a family's all Georgia. So we were all hyped to watch the Georgia game last night. They beat, they unseat Alabama. First time Georgia wins since 1981. I don't really want to hear no arguments either that Stetson Bennett, though, showed us you can win if you got a top defense, right? Is that at the end of the day, in the NFL, everybody's the top of the top. You got to have a top quarterback. You just got to have, you know what? You got to have a top defense and a top quarterback. But, you know, is that like, look, is that what's the difference between the Green Bay Packers and the Denver Broncos and Rodgers? What's the difference between the San Diego chargers and the Minnesota Vikings or the Carolina Panthers, or what's the difference between the Kansas city chiefs and the Pittsburgh Steelers right now or something. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day is that they know that the, what they don't have to address anymore. I just don't want to wander. I'm wandering through the land without a quarterback, hoping for manna from heaven is a tough tough life to live yeah, um and it look is. at all the teams that have been in perpetual losing mm-hmm. situation name me a perpetual loser that has a that's had a great quarterback versus for, for a significant amount of time uh the Chargers
6: before they got rid of um philip rivers oh
3: that's awesome oh before they got rid, yeah oh so you're saying philip rivers was the okay quarterback no, well was, no they, uh, they had,
6: was, they, had a, they had a great quarterback and they were just never, could never win anything. Well but also you like that's the losers with a great quarterback. A great so like, I mean, a, yeah.
5: But
4: also like even depending on the quarterback. So for example, if Kirk Cousins is my quarterback, I don't trust him in the playoffs either. And that's not saying that he's a bad player, but like I, you know, to, dude, I'm spoiled, man. I want a franchise quarterback. Uh, Someone that's mobile, that can extend the pocket, that can throw on the run, that knows when to sit in the pocket, step up, go through their progressions, know when to push the ball, know when to check the ball down. And, yeah, man, I want that arm talent too, man. That's something that the Panthers, for years now, we just don't push the ball downfield. I felt like we have not had a truly aggressive downfield passing attack since 2015. I mean, really, it's been that long, maybe 2016, too, because we still had some of those pieces left over. But the Panthers, and in an NFL where all teams are essentially passing the ball more and more, dude, we seem like a team from yesteryear. And then you hear Matt Rule continuing to double down that we want our identity to be a run-first football team. And that's not a problem in and of itself. We all agree that you have to be able to run the football effectively, especially late in the season during the playoffs. But to me, it just says that, hey, we're going to run the football because we don't know how to do anything else, even if mm-hmm. we tried to. I mean, how many regimes are we going to go through of them trying to find the right combination to get us an effective, potent passing attack? That's mm-hmm. why they brought Joe Brady in. Can and we I talk still about- maintain that we didn't see the best of Joe Brady's play calling.
1: What that tells me is you have overvalued your quarterback position and you don't trust them, right? I mean, if you're telling me you want to be a run-first team, I mean, yes, you want to have a, a quarterback that can, you know, do the right things when it's necessary, but that also means you don't trust your quarterback to be the guy who takes you there, right?
3: Yeah. Tom Brady had like nine 300 plus passing yard games this year, only uh, second to him, which I don't know what Herbert did in his final game, but I guess they both would have crest 300. So he was the person behind him was Herbert, who had eight. Dude, how we about, haven't. I want to say this is that he had they had eight or nine this year. I bet you we haven't had eight or nine in the last eight or nine years,
4: dude. How about <laughs> Joe, Joe Burrow this year? Threw for the, one one of those games that they were in.
3: Uh, Joe Bur-
4: Joe Burrow threw for the fourth most amount of passing yards by a quarterback in a game ever. Yeah, it was like it was like five hundred seventy one yards or something no. crazy. No, they, no they, you
1: they, they, and that was they, the Kansas City game, or was it the game before the Kansas? The game, City game after game? the yeah, the game after that was the Kansas City game. Okay, um, by the way, now, now that was the Ravens.
4: That might be the team to cheer for going forward. I'm too, telling man. you, man,
1: that's an exciting team. That's Amazing a team that team. might be looking
6: to trade up seriously because they're so young. Like, they're they
1: going to be reckoned with for the next They year. need like, offensive line, though. Badly. Like, that's Sadly. they need that. If yeah. they can get, they, like, they're doing some incredible things with a bottom half of the league offensive line, they're which like is 27th or 28th. It's worse yeah. than bottom
6: half, it, it's like almost damn near the bot, very bottom.
1: Yeah. And so right. they're doing a fantastic job. Joe Burrow is doing an incredible job getting the ball out to Jamar Chase and, uh, you know, just spreading the ball out. But yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's a, that is a formula for what you would want to do with a team. Get, yeah. get some pieces. But outside of the fixing the you know, you got to get that offensive line fixed.
3: Next call. It's
12: Matt again, part two. And to be quite frank, uh, Matt Rule is nothing. I had to lead us. Into battle like that. He's not he does not hold himself accountable. He throws everybody else under the bus and then runs with his, uh, With his head, you know head looking down, you know, making sure nobody nobody can see what he's doing And he's just the most shady. He's a snake. He's a snake of a coach Like I, I have been watching this team since, you know, the Lone and John Pogs Like I get it like I've seen a lot of bad seasons, but this this takes the cake because it's not that we're doing just so piss poor, it's just the amount of integrity Matt Rule does not show. You know, throwing everybody under the bus, you know, showing favorites. And stuff. It's something that a coach does not do. Yes. And uh, honestly, who knows? Like, this next season might be a worse season. I, I do believe that the foot is definitely going to pressed down onto the neck a little bit more. I do believe that that's Leash is going to get shorter and shorter, but I I think Matt Rule is still going to be Matt Rule at the end of the day and just dodge bullets, mm-hmm. and then eventually it's going to catch up to him, and he might be gone next year, but that's just my take. I also see us trading down with the first pick If Scott Federer is right about building that that trench, um, There's, I looked it up, and I saw and there, there's a really high chance that we might move down slightly. Um, but guys like Charles Cross, Evan Neal, Lunderbaum, you know, they, they're estimated to be gone around like pick 12, pick 15. Um, it used to be pick 20, but it, I hope that we don't trade down too far. I mean, we can get a second round pick or something, you know, if we trade down to like 10 or 11. But we just got to be careful when, you know, you know, play, is, play is smart. Play is smart. Don't be making dog moves, you know actively get people looking into free agency, maybe fill those holes temporarily. And then we might put ourselves in a good direction. Anyway, keep coming.
3: Let's just keep flying through man. with the calls if you guys are good with that.
15: Yep. Hey fellas, Daniel here again. So oh, man. Uh you know, I sometimes don't even know what to say, man, but you know, it's like I really, I really want to like this guy, man. You know, like I really wish I could get on this so-called process, but man, I, I don't even understand what process that is. Like, you know, like what is the philosophy and all this? You know, they it's like they're basically guessing and hoping it pans out. I mean, they did it with Bridgewater and they did it with Darnold. And none of that worked, and the fans began getting irritated. So they bring in Cam to try to please the fans. To keep the fans at bay, but that backfired real fast as well. You know, it's just really embarrassing. You know, and being called a high school football team, man. I mean, come on. You know, I understand the whole line doesn't help at all, but Sam's bad decisions with football says a lot about him. Uh, it's all crazy. I'm, I'm honestly like little no on my in my feelings right now when it comes to this team. I'm so confused, man. Irritated, disappointed, mm-hmm. you name it. It's, it's just crazy. I mean, the whole Brady Christensen, Christensen deal, Beyonce Brown, you know, it's just, man, it's like they don't know what they're doing, man. It's like, I just, like I said, gentlemen, I, it's like they're guessing, and it's just, it, it's sad. It, it really is. But I don't know, man. Whatever happens, I just hope we can show something next season as bleak as that may seem right now. I, I really do. We we need it. But as always, gentlemen, great job, and you know, keep pounding.
9: Thank you
3: very appreciate much you for man. the support, man. We are, we appreciate you guys' support in the chat room. Smash the thumbs up button, subscribe on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify. You can find ways to support the podcast monetarily in the show notes. And um, let's keep going with a couple more calls.
7: Um. What's
3: up, p oh, Um,
13: hope y'all having a good day today. Well, I'm gonna on bro. like the Carolina Panthers' style. I think somebody can point out Matt OBS because this is getting out of hand. I mean, they should let this man go to, let, let this man go today. I mean, like um coaches that was off the like with um off the, like went on the market today. It was a lot of them. I think I saw like three of them. But I think it's probably um, time for us to go on my own, and we get like a new coach or something that can help us in this um, in this drought. Um, but this, I don't know. This man needs to go. I'm surprised that he make it make it through today. But <sighs> keep pounding and just hopefully we get rid of him pretty soon.
7: Keep on it.
4: Keep pounding, Noah. No, Thank no. you for the call, young man. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, once again, dude, Noah's batting a 1,000, man. Noah yeah. has never
3: had yeah. a He's bad cat call. Down on the call. Never, never,
6: no. never. Do, you, do y'all think that maybe... uh? he's just trying to embarrass rule and he's waiting to do it like on a Wednesday or a Thursday, like when it's going to be the big headline. Oh, I, you don't know. Talk, I thought you yeah. were talking
3: about Noah. I was like, no, 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 no You know,
4: it would way. be funny seeing as how he fired Joe Brady that way. Yeah. Like he waited until the like, weekend.
1: Yeah. We like, had to think uh, it over. Yeah. We had, uh, yeah, we wanted to eat. Uh, we wanted to eat so dinner with our about, family. Uh,
3: Tepper trying to embarrass yeah. rule. Okay um look yeah you're right noah is batting a thousand on the cat calls um i think he's got a great career of sports journalism in his future
6: yeah
4: oh yeah sports journalism hey, hey you man. do whatever
3: you want Noah. you got it man you got the it factor bro yep. you're like the you know what i'm saying you can't when we talk about it with players and stuff like that there's just something, man. When the calls, they just sing. They sing to the listeners. We appreciate it, bro. Yeah, we might be Number watching
4: this man playing playing the league one day, man.
3: Know. He's gonna be on this show one day, like show, show. That's what my goal one day. As soon as he's of age, right? Like it's like you got a seat, man. You got a seat. Next mm-hmm. call.
4: Come on, hey, free for all,
10: I'm no. city, aka Carolina sports guy. You know, I, I keep hearing everybody saying, you know. How come we didn't fire Matt Rule? How come we didn't fire Matt Rule? And I agree, he does need to go. But I don't think the big question is, you know, how come we have a fired Matt Rule? I think the big thing coming down the pipe is Tepper, probably in front of his ear, but Tepper's really looking at this thinking, I've already messed up. I pulled the trigger too late on honey. probably Rivera trying to give him the benefit of the doubt and it blew up in his face. Thought he had his guy in in rule and give him a big contract. Looked good last year, doesn't this year. Brings Fitter in after the fact, which he should probably brought in first. It's not to say to give up on Fitter yet. I, I don't think he's justifiably done anything where we need to get rid of him. But I think he realized the rule's probably gotta go. But you let him go today to Texas place. I think Tepper realizes that if he just chops the head off the head coach, you got to have a plan in place, someone in place. And I don't think Tepper's got that person in mind
3: yet. Are there too many jobs right now open? You put that, you know, I mean, is that you need to fire quickly and get in early in these searches but there are and it, are are these an ab, i don't think it's an abnormal amount of coaches getting fired but it is right. there's more than just two right so i mean is that are you entering a tough market is that maybe some of the reluctance there as you're looking From around you're to going, maybe yeah, so that, like it kind of sucks but like i mean at the end of the day we're going to have we're all interviewing the same six candidates and then are am i going to get the best one this year
4: well i mean going back to the original slide i mean you look at all these different places some of them have better young quarterbacks there some of them might have more money to spend a lot of these jobs are you know marquee from a name value you know these franchises have a lot or there's just so them.
3: many jobs too you know what i'm saying even yeah. if they're not even a better job it's just there's so many and then that it's like so much is like a p- kind of pressure on all those ocs that are out there oh you know what i mean it's just i don't know but maybe it's like this every year though so maybe you can't really be like oh you know what i mean is that uh, there are probably six coaches that re- re- got replaced last year Maybe, no, maybe that. that actually sounds a little high. Actually, All right, let's look it up. we should. Just do oh, yeah, somebody catch. look it up. That would be awesome. Let yeah, me finish have- Chuck's cat call real quick. Yeah.
10: So, I really think Teppers probably had consultants and advisors and fitter out there and the right person between talking to other NFL execs between looking around the coach ranks, sniffing around, smelling, to see who would be a good fit, whether it be a big-name rock star like Harbaugh or whether it be somebody who's a no-name coordinator that could be the right hire. And I just don't think Tepper wants to make that same mistake of just firing the fire, and then you don't have the right one in place. I think he's trying to buy time till the right one comes. And if ruled by then hasn't turned it around then it's time for him to go and he can bring his guy in i I think that's the main thing he wants to have his man in place before he lets rule guy not fire rule and then look
3: and get desperate and hide the wrong one this is where go back to the last one this is where you know you got to love the voice text Cody, this is something me. that you would, uh, you know, what I'm saying you, oh, you live this life, this. you know this life right here. But it says, what kind of coat did the cartel deliver to Chris Greer that made him fryer Brian Flores, which we know exactly <laughs> what you were saying, coat, right? Yeah. Is that uh, what kind of coat did they deliver? But still, is like it's actually funnier. The way it was translated. Yeah. <laughs> man, great jacket, bro. <laughs> great jacket,
4: Joey. And look, you know I love you, brother. From one cripple to another, you know I'm. All, I'm only asking. I am always so curious as to how you're reading people's comments. I you, you gotta let me oh, know, he, man. Yeah, I've been wondering about this last forever. week.
3: He talked about somebody asked him this last week. He said all Apple devices have straight on. Um transcription.
4: Oh, uh, okay. Hmm. Cool,
7: cool.
3: Cool. I, is- uh
4: I also have some it's not breaking news, but it kinda is. Um, so let me throw this up on screen. Um, breaking it is being reported.
3: Ahead. We need CK the Panthers
4: plan to talk with Vikings offensive coordinator Clint Kubiak for their opening offensive coordinator job per source. Kubiak has been with them, has been with Minnesota for the last three seasons. Um, fixed
3: Panthers are fixed, bro. Like, dude, I'm telling you, you add Clint Kubiak to this staff, and we're to the moon, baby. <laughs> to the moon,
4: which Alice, I agree, man.
6: Hey, I agree. Tony, you were wondering about six coaches being. Seeming high, it was actually six coaches last year. It was Doug Peterson, John Gruden, Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. Well, Anthony it's technically Bend,
1: seven this one, this year.
6: Doug Monroe. Okay, yeah. But six is about normal in Adam Gay. So last year there were okay. six.
3: Okay. So so, so uh, we're on track. All right. Uh, next call.
5: Hey, this is me, c Dog. man. You got to excuse me. I'm on the way from work. Catching this great show.
3: Thank you. you know, oh, what's I
5: keep higher up, up on the Mike Road. Temper and Phil Snow asked me to fire everybody and Federer. But I just want to call him and say, great show, guys. And uh, I, I, mean, I don't even want to like, sit here and think that Matt Rule is going to be here next year. Because if he is, I mean, we only won five games this season with the easiest schedule. So the only good thing about Matt Rule being here next year is we're not going to win any games with, this, with this, uh, the schedule we're going to have next year. We're not going to win any games, sir. So, Hopefully we can get Bryce Young and get a real fucking coach, you know. But right now, man, Tepper is just dumb as fuck. I'm just tired of all this shit. It's just oh, it's fucking embarrassing, man. I know Tepper, like, oh, how the fuck Tepper gonna keep this motherfucker and got them go to the owner meetings with not got their egg on his fucking face? Like, come on, man. Then what really got them got me we got down the who posted the first four-man rush or C3 podcast when they posted that uh Matt Rule is 0-6 against coaches who got fired today. Like, what the fuck? Like, man, how, like, man at this point, man, too. I'm done with fucking temper, man. We need a new fucking owner. But that's enough of me ranting. Uh, y'all got to keep up the great work. And, uh, man, make sure anybody who in here, man, make sure you hit the fucking like button, man. Make sure you That's got to right. subscribe, man. It's the shit free, man. It don't cost you nothing, man. God damn. Thank you. You know That's what I'm saying? Right. Have a goddamn great night. This is t Dog, man. Good night. Man.
1: Thank tea you so dog, much. t appreciate for your you, dog. legend. t Dog
3: support. The number's 252 228 Like my man said, it doesn't cost you nothing but a little finger-poking effort to turn your phone to the damn vertical. Push the little arrow down to get the chat out of the way for a second. You just hit thumbs up button. That's how I do it on my phone. You do that. Subscribe. You'd be cool like this. You could be cool. You can call in at 252-228-5098. You can be a part of that chat in YouTube, Facebook. People are contributing, man. The chat is always, always lit up in here. You guys make this show. In fact, and half the time, we don't have to prepare at all. We just wait for y'all to guide the conversation. You right. can subscribe and all you gotta do is this is man. You know that other thing you can do that's real cool is it looks like a little arrow, it's like a little hook arrow. I mean share. You share that's and be like, I'm on I'm on Facebook, man. Look, check this homies out. You like the Panthers? You don't like the Panthers? Check this out. You Twitter, you don't like the Panthers, you like the Panthers, check us out. Yep. You know how Life you easy. know
4: we're doing something right, man. Fans from other teams still come back to hang out with us, man. Yep. We get Falcons fans in here. We get Bears fans in here. There was a Packers fan in here earlier. We didn't even play them this year, did we? Do, we're doing something right, man. Be a part of this C3 family.
3: Next call.
9: Hey, this is Kevin again from Charleston. What's up, A.K.A. Kevin? The COVID Daddy. The COVID I just wanted to say something like, when they say, Kevin, you know, the COVID you dad. need to find a rock star OC, you know, a former head coach that tells me that they're they're suited they're ready they're gunning to fire you and they just want somebody in between to help you know sweeten that curve until the next season so for everyone who wants Matt mackerel fired it will happen next season unless we get a winning record and into the playoffs you know we need uh, to i don't be know shopping who we're Draft someone in the second round named Willis, I believe his name from Liberty. Oh my we're gonna trade back, trade back, trade back until we, you know, because that Federer guy likes to trade, and I think we might pick him up actually. But you know, just if you live through the Jimmy Clausen era, if you live through the Matt Moore era, if you live through the Vinnie fucking Tessa Verde era, like you yeah. know. It's it's going to turn around. It is one
3: hundred percent going to turn around? If it doesn't, fuck it. We got the soccer team. Yay! I heard Steve Smith call into the radio today. The radio show today for WFNZ. Maybe it was yesterday. I can't remember what that it was too. But he said I got PSLs for the soccer team. Like damn. I mean, and does your personal seat license count for things that are outside of football? You no, damn he,
1: well should, don't you think? Do you
3: buy a different person. You buy a different places.
1: one. Yeah, you buy a different Dude, one. My man said ball. he
3: would that rather is, watch yeah. soccer than the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I that's think that's the I biggest insult I ever heard in my life. Especially this is
4: the probably one. the worst. I mean, listen again. Everybody knows I came in 2011. That's when my Panther fandom started. But and we've talked about this a, a number of times on the show before. But like in my time being a Panther fan. This is the most depressing time. Like, there is seemingly no hope to, to be seen. We have a head coach that no one believes in. All the head coaches that were fired, our coach lost to him or lost to them in embarrassing fashion. Um, you look at not having uh, a franchise quarterback on the roster. We do not trust David Tepper. I mean, dude, th- this is this is a rough... Time to be a Panther fan, man. I, I yeah. think it's probably the. I mean, you're
3: not wrong, bro. You're not wrong. It is the worst time. It's the worst. I, think, I mean, and not the worst time. Like first, it's the best time because we get to hang out, we get to talk, man. The internet is awesome now. Like, I man, was so much harder to do stuff like this ten years yeah. ago, things like that. And so it's the best time to be a Panthers fan because you get to chill with us, and not that we're that cool, but like, man, it's awesome to be a fan now. Yes, you you're so immersed into this well, shit. it's but,
1: you know it's it's great to be a panthers fan in this era because it's so hard you know 10 years ago before internet was withstanding you know, so fluid, this beating you know, by
3: yourself yeah
1: yeah i mean you weren't you weren't at the i mean you basically got all your news from the national sporting side you know and like they barely talk about the panthers unless so i mean yeah this is it's 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 never a better time to be a a fan of a team that's you know, especially if you're out of market from the team that you love. So yeah. yeah, this but is that absolutely-
3: you're 100% right, Cody, is that where I won't say 100% right. I say 98% right. There are people that will argue that the oh, oh, whatever we want, one in 15, I think it's O- one, oh, one and then we get oh, one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one. Well, and th- there's like a legitimate argument. Like, I mean, you can't just scoff at their argument that those years were were at the bottom. But I do agree with you is that the future prospects at this point, like we don't have one thing, Mm-mm. even change to hang our hat on. You know, yeah. at least after 2010, you could say this is we're done with John Fox. We're done with this. We're going to, it's a new era. Like it's new. You don't know what it's going to be, but at least it's different. This one, it looks like we're still, we haven't touched the bottom yet. Hey,
1: yeah. you want to hear something super depressing? We mm, have don't have to, but sure. We haven't had a winning season in five years. That's half a decade. You,
6: you, well, you you want to know why I think that people feel worse now about it than they have before? Because, right, that sucks five years. Since 2003, we haven't had more than three years where we've had a good year, season. Like, we've had 12 and four, and then we had a four-year span then. Where we had a bad season, where we had uh, won eight games, with our most wins. But we had Cam Newton in his rookie year that year, so it was his first two years. So we at least had hope. Since then, we've had a good season at least every two years, but in the last five, we haven't. So that's why it feels like we are just in the worst time ever. It's the longest bad season streak we've had in almost the entire franchise. We're circling
3: the drain, and we don't know if the toilet has been fully flushed yet. It's time for to get that. The top of the toilet bowl filling up.
1: It's technically forced we need to hear the water values. running
3: in the upper bowl. Next, yo 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 yo.
9: It's Kevin back for the third call. Got a question to ask you, COVID dad? And dead. I want y'all really one hundred percent. You know, which all thoughts. Yep, should have we re signed Taylor Moten because to me right now he's looking like a. You know, person who has a lemon car with one Mm. gigantic spinner rim, while the rest of the rims are rusted and completely fucked. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen it all the time. It's like one guy has one spinner, and the rest is like janky fucking shit. Should we have resigned Taylor Moon? Should we have saved that money because it? Taylor Moon's look good, but like. you know, we could have drafted Rashawn Slater and we could have drafted Brady Christian. One could have been a left, one could have been a right. We would have had our left tackle and right tackle for the future. But, you know.
7: Yep. Happened, contacts, but
4: too.
1: I want to hear your thoughts. Peace. So, so
4: yeah, go ahead. Go ahead I want
1: to say this is a what-if situation that I just – it's hard for me to get behind. I mean, in that moment, we could have thought – you know, yeah, there's these other people that might come in. We didn't know we were gonna be getting Brady Christensen, you know, and Taylor Moten was by far one of the best and the most uh uh most consistent players on our offensive line in the past five years, even. And uh, and to let him walk would have been one of those things where the entire fan base would have just just thrown an entire fucking riot. Right? Can you
4: imagine how bad our offensive line would have been? I mean, it right. was already terrible. But then if you take away Taylor Moten,
1: dude, we can do that for him. We can rewrite history. But I think if we do that, we have to like we can we can go back. And since since the 20 since we had a winning season, I think that it would be a fun exercise for us to go back and look at the draft and look at our draft picks and who was actually on the board. That is actually a really good player now in the NFL and then play that game. But, I mean, as far as should we not have signed him in reality, I think there was no other choice. Like, we needed to have him on this
2: team.
4: Yeah. Um, And when it comes to Taylor Moten, too, uh, and uh, I'll say this just about offensive line in general, it is so dependent. I mean, really, you shouldn't even think of the offensive line as, like, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, five different positions. You should think of it as, like, one giant position. They all have to work together in tandem with one another. And, yeah, they have to win their one-on-one matchups, but it really is about the guy next to you. And, uh, I mean, Taylor Moten has had how many right guards line up to the left of him this year? I mean, uh, um, dude, John Miller, Trent Scott, Daly, it's embarrassing. Can I I ask you another? Yeah,
1: Let's let's. How many games did Moten miss this year? Ooh, how many?
4: None. None. I don't think none. I
1: don't recall him missing any. I don't recall
4: him missing either.
1: And how many? How many did all the other people on the offensive line miss? Like from injury, even Matt Paradis.
3: A lot, a lot. Matt Paradis, F line, all of them, all of them. Yeah, yeah.
4: Taylor Moten was the one Star Wars. Yeah, that was. That was the reason why why you paid that, man. Yeah, um, and uh,
6: quite honestly, with how bad our offensive line was, it almost seems like it couldn't have gotten worse. But right. had you not signed Moten, that may have been the only thing that could have made this line actually worse than it was.
3: All right, uh, next goal. Fourth time of charge, is Kevin <laughs> <from> Dawson <clears throat> Yo,
9: Cody, I know you went. said that maybe David Tepper is a nice Jerry Jones. But Jerry Jones won three Super Bowls. So my question to Cody is is David Before Tepper,
1: salary Cap the and next he
9: inherited Washington football team I can't fucking remember his name. Dan Snyder. Oh, Dan Snyder. Is <laughs> he the next Dan Snyder? Always making big free agency acquisitions, you know, signing all these big names of free agency, but never never producing anything in the season. So that's my question to Cody, is David Tepper the next Dan Snyder, not
4: the next Jerry Jones. Peace. So Dan Snyder is known for like a lot of scummy shit, even outside of football. Like when you kind of digging onto him a little bit, obviously there's stuff with the cheerleaders, flying cheerleaders across the world, having them do naked photo shoots. Bro, we like
3: can't
7: all, talk shit. I I
3: our stopped. old owner had was like all up in the rubbing feet. I, yeah, but he's saying I'm...
4: like, is David Tepper that kind of owner? And... Frankly, I, I, I don't I don't know. The reason I say Jerry Jones is the comparison that I make because when you have a billion dollars and you can just buy a football team, well, now a professional football team is your fucking toy. I mean, you can do whatever you want with it and whatever you say goes. If David Tepper comes in and says, no, nah, you know what, we're going to draft that player. Yeah. I mean, technically, they, you know, he, he could do that. And we saw from the Panthers' confidentials, he is someone... That even though he has admittedly said before, uh, you know he wanted to take time to learn more about football. That's why he was so late to fire Ron Rivera. Even in spite of all of that, you still see him very involved in all the Panthers' decision making. Mm-hmm. So that that's You're- what makes me say, like, th- does he even have a football opinion that anyone should be listening to? That's what worries me.
3: What's interesting? What I am, uh, I was intrigued by, is that uh, someone said, "Imagine David Tepper going up into the owners' meeting this year and them all laughing at him for paying Matt Rule all that money." So someone put this tweet up, and I was like, "You know what? I f- vaguely remember murmurs of people talking about how the owners were pissed at Tepper for paying Rule all that money, yeah, like kind of resetting the market."
4: Yeah.
3: Unnecessarily to a certain degree. You know what I'm saying? Like you came out there and you paid a guy that ain't coached at all eight million dollars, so now we gotta raise Bill Belichick's salary up by seven, to, you know, and imagine that. I wonder if is David Tepper new money? You guys ever heard of like that? Stuff yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Is that um no. So, for instance, like, back when we had aristocracies and, and like... You land. remember Titanic?
4: Uh, what was, um, what's the, the lady with the red hair, Kathy Bates? Uh, the, she was in Titanic, and all the other and, rich uh, people... All the other rich people on Titanic called her new money. Yeah. Because she wasn't rich very long.
3: I watched this, and this is going to be before your time, Cody, is that there used to be, a, like, the guy that preceded Oprah Winfrey... His name was Phil Donahue. Right, I think I it was name. a Phil. Don- it was either Phil Donahue or a Oprah Winfrey episode. This was back during the 1990s when the internet was like the dot com kind of stuff was going on. So there was a lot of people that were making money like all of a sudden bec- like tech. All of a sudden tech was becoming a thing. You know, and the, yeah. and they had these like the show was on Gold Diggers. Like these women who only dated i mean they were like the most it's like jersey shore of the 90s type thing you know kind of something like that i, I mean like it was labeled played. gold never diggers Girl. gold diggers and mm-hmm. so they said this is they were like we want to set you up with this billionaire and they're like oh you can see them just drooling you know just a mouth watering and they they put him on the video conference and he was handsome, well spoken. They loved it. You know what I'm saying? They were just eating it up. And then this one girl, you see it just kind of click. And she goes, Wait a second. So he said, How you make your money? Basically, is what she asked. How you make your money? He's like, Well, I'm a CEO of a fortune, you know, of this tech company. She's like, Man, I'm good. I don't date new money. I swear to God, man, I was like, God. Hey, she just straight said, "Nah, like unless you got some, like I want people that their great great grandpa was rich too, homie." Tepper is the new money of the NFL. Yeah,
1: yeah,
4: they mad.
3: They mad at him. They big mad at they big new
4: money got the most money.
3: (laughs) Yeah, he does. True. Next go.
1: Y'all got the worst team.
3: Uh, Next go. Y'all say trade DJ, but look at the receiver. I mean the
5: QBs he had. Oh,
6: true, true facts.
4: Was that the whole point. call?
5: Yeah. Was
6: yeah.
5: that the whole call? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. A, y'all say Trey, DJ, but look at the receiver. I mean, the QBs he had. I
4: yeah. mean, that's going to be a big conversation going forward this year, and then we're right. certainly not done having that conversation. Yeah. DJ Moore is going to come up, and by the way, uh, Scott Fitterer said in his press conference that he um, considers DJ Moore to be like a like a centerpiece, like you know, one of the important building blocks on this football team and listen to to a certain degree i understand it like part of the allure of what this panthers offense could have been is because we do have really good weapons we know robbie has good over the top speed you know dj moore we've had our critiques of him but yeah. dude he's a thousand yard receiver every year we said and like we the had color- the most
3: weapons ever this year
1: mm-hmm. going into the season if you think about yeah. it yeah i mean, I mean- you uh, say. He, here's the thing is look at i'm not going to say that he's at the level of mike mike evans but mike evans and him have a very similar trajectory in their early years like mike Ooh. evans was doing Ooh. the same thing mike evans and dj moore oh like, i was about to say robbie i
3: was like
1: no no i'm sorry yeah, i was still talking about dj moore um i'm thinking that like when you look at that i mean mike evans was a, habitually a 1000 yard receiver as well and then once you start actually seeing the pieces put together where things are put around him, he isn't just the senior, the only focal point on the offense. Like he started to really pick off. And then now all of a sudden you get Tom Brady in there. Mike Evans is, you know, is a top five wide receiver in the NFL. Right. And and Mike Evans
3: was balling though with James. He, he, he was. was big time James throw the ball. With James. And I tell James you, there's now. one other thing there that's a difference. Is uh poor DJ? He might get a thousand yards every year, but he gets four touchdowns every year. Also, he's got yeah, four well, touchdowns like, every season. Yeah, every yeah. Season. That is season. that how many what? he had this Look, year? How many he had this year? Four Look, receiving touchdowns. he's, never, he's never gotten over it. I'm gonna double check my. I tell you, man, one argument
6: for trading DJ more, and it's it's strictly business. It's strictly business because that's the I would love to. I would love to have him on my team. But yeah. because he's so good and we suck so bad, I may need to use him to better the team in the future. But the only reason I would get rid me personally, yeah, I get rid of him. Because I like the guy. I, I-, I would love to keep him long term, but if he's gonna help me have a better future.
1: What's a better you know, future though? Like what's a better future? Is it is it a first round pick? Uh
6: yeah. I mean, honestly, if, if you could get a first round pick for DJ Moore right now, would you take it? Yes. Oh yeah, I would. I, would. Yeah. I mean, I he's the on, on the know, back yeah, end of his contract. I mean, I would
1: too. yeah, We're because have- we
3: don't got yeah. the money, man. It's not. It's not a. It's not us trying to shit on DJ Moore. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, and, like, and receivers are
6: strictly
1: business. Yeah, and, and receiver's, receivers are replaceable
4: service. too. You can if, get them just about any round in the draft.
1: If he was doing something that was over the top, special, like you know what DeAndre Hopkins was doing in Houston, Debo, like like that. you know yeah. something like that, yes, then keep him. But I mean, I don't I, as much as you I, I argue for, for DJ. DJ like as much as I argue for him to stay on the team if you were to get a first for him. Yeah, you got it. You got to it. He would be up. awesome so,
3: in Green Bay though, bro. Yeah. Put him so, in Green Bay, Bay with day. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers and that shit's he would be like they just dominate, bro. He would be if Green really Bay calls you the... and
6: gives you a second round pick next this this draft no. for for DJ Moore. Are you take him. No. Yes.
3: It, get,
1: if, well, it depends. If it's early second, and we can make up for the Sam Darnold trade, then yes, it's going to be well,
6: twenty-five to thirty-two. Green. Well, now.
4: if the Packers are in the Super, but you said second round or first round? Second round. Oh, excuse me. Because then be, you're yeah, talking about 50, like, yeah, yeah 60, you're talking about sixty yeah. something. Then no, you're basically talking about a third round pick. I still take
3: it because we're not going to pay him, man. We're not really. That's I not mean, true. Like we shouldn't. Like we shouldn't invest money in a player who not imagine very,
4: that. I can't be mad at that. I, I agree, Tony. Like I want DJ Moore to be here; he's a fantastic yeah. player. But, but we need a better team.
3: I always yeah. used to say this is that we should have traded Steve Smith, but and not because I wanted to trade him, but because a he deserved better. Right? Know, Imagine this: is Steve Smith? We just got the Hall of Fame shit that came in first. He's first ballot. I don't want to hear nothing else. I know he's trying to be humble out there. And Steve Smith is the biggest. We're in the biggest dicks on the planet. But here He you makes
1: gotta it. it. You got to think about it, though. Like, if you let this guy go, like, what you're talking about is we don't have a good enough team to want to keep him. Well, if we start to fill holes, now we're creating more holes. It just, like, it's a yeah, ship that we're not going to be able to patch.
6: But, a, but a wide receiver is much easier to replace than yeah, a stalwart right. left tackle. And there's right, more of them in
3: With free that, agency, the draft. Okay. There's just more let's, of them.
1: Let's talk about that then. When was before DJ Moore? When did, did we have a wide receiver we thought was a number, true number one wide receiver on this team?
3: Before I'm not DJ even ready Moore? to say that no. DJ Moore is like, I look Hold at on. him like that either. Like, you well, know what I'm I, saying? Like, I don't look Devin at him like, yeah. Well, also, Devin? don't you, don't you, don't you at him like, think no, that having Hulia, a better though.
6: line and having the quarterback having more time to throw could have made any receiver we've had a better wide receiver? Yeah, had, 100%. Don't you, think the, don't you think they're a victim of the offensive line as well? N- well, Dude, well, I mean, and listen,
1: and, you can, there are certain people that, like, you look at Aaron Rodgers, he can make, a you know, Alan Lazard look good, right? It, yeah. that that is reality. But guess what? Kevin Aaron right. Rodgers, man. Guess what Aaron Rodgers can't do? Aaron Rodgers can't make Aaron Lazard or uh, what if, if Alan Lazard look like Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams is impossible to guard. You look at yep. DeAndre yeah, Hopkins. But D- you look yeah, at Jones. DJ doesn't look like Devontae D- D- like DJ, yeah. D-J but, Moore and well, Devontae
3: Adams. Ain't, like, DJ Moore can't hold Devontae Adams' jockstrap. Yeah. Bro. He's good, but he's not that good. Yeah. But again, <laughs> no, again. That's like a different level. That's even, like, I mean, I'll give a good so, pass rush or something, but call him Julius Peppers is a tough. You better be good When has
1: <laughs> How many times have we seen a, a, a ball thrown to DJ Moore that was actually in stride that gave him an opportunity to not like every ball that he's caught over the past three years has been Especially have him having to jump up in the air man. and take a ridiculous hit or have to come back to the ball because it's thrown short or have I've, to play I've, through a, a pass interference. drop
6: passes and fumble. And I've seen that too. You're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. What if, but I still think that even, even if he had maybe half those balls, Thrown better, he's still not putting up DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams numbers. He's my is, my it's point the is the
4: precision of his route running. If you look at those guys that you're mentioning, Hopkins, my favorite, Stephon Diggs, like those guys are surgical with how they run their routes, right. and I don't see a lot of that in. in the, I think he's, he's he strong, doesn't have the physical fast, traits. Bro. He's aggressive, if but he's, that he's good, not.
6: You're getting a first round for him. And if you don't think you agree. He them, is
3: always a good. guy that is going to play above his size. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like he plays like I mean and and look, I'm trying to give him credit. But the same day, it's a lot easier to replace DJ Moore than it is uh a bose one of the boses. Oh yeah. Just is. I mean, you know what Justin I'm saying? Like Jefferson. At the end of the day, is you can find a guy that can do. Look, Cooper Cup just got the damn triple crown. Yeah. And and do we really think that he is the best wide receiver in the NFL? Maybe well, you he's a
4: slot receiver. They mainly line him up, line him up in the slot and kind sure. of motion him around. But I mean, he is, you know, uh, the triple crown receiver this It'd year. Be so. Christian
6: McCaffrey or Christian McCaffrey um, would line up like
3: that. And I'm not trying to, I, I look, I'm not trying to diss, diss on DJ, but if you're not going to pay him, you might as well, you could get some for him. And that's I'm, gonna the say, I'm if gonna you're say, not going to pay him anyway. He's the best wide receiver matter. we've
1: had since Steve Smith left. Sure. That's Isn't a right? Yeah, I agree right? with that. We haven't had a, a wide receiver that we could say that about. And when did Steve Smith leave? It has been 10 fucking years.
3: Man, Benjamin yeah. had one year. I hated that, mug. but he had one good year. That By was the way, it. I Benjamin's said this too. season was better than Julio Jones.
6: I'm highlighting I this
4: said. comment from Shelly Long. Dude, I've always said this about DJ. After every play, Not true. he he rolls on the ground like a cat for 15 minutes before he pops right back up and just runs off like, like nothing ever happened to him, dude. What? It's the, it's You're the funniest thing man. in the world.
3: You Look, I have seen DJ avoid some hits before. I've seen him go out of bounds early. I've seen him slide one time. And you go, bro, you ain't a quarterback. They still get to hit you. I did see him slide, but I was like, it or went down. It was like he gave himself up. I was like, they're still gonna hit you, homie. Um, but at the same time, I've seen there's a reason he's scared to get hit is that these quarterbacks, Cam, Darnold, Bridgewater, all of have them, to dry. God, I mean, he is, and he's <laughs> gone up. I mean, you've seen him. I have something for the year in review about the callers calling in, they were mad about how. Yeah, uh, uh, Bridgewater almost snapped his ACL. Like, I mean, we're going to hear some shit, but it is true. Like, you can see, he is kind of like, how many hits I got to take on me for no reason? Not no reason. But, um, look, is that right now the Panthers are in a place, until you get a quarterback, until you get an offensive line, none of these positions matter. Right, None of them matter. You have the best receiver in the world, but if you ain't got nobody that can throw it to him, don't give a crap. Don't matter. That's why I was upset. Look, I used to think this is that, and I am upset about Steve Smith not being first ballot Hall of Fame. I think he should be. Because here's the thing is that Andre Johnson went in. He got to not in, but he got into the voting, right, where Steve Smith got excluded. They have the same exact stat line. Like, if you look at the catches, the yards, it is they are the same player, except for Steve Smith got the triple crown. Steve Smith, you know what I'm saying? Like, and and really, Steve Smith's getting snubbed because we didn't win a Super Bowl, right? That's really is what it is. Is that? And so, if it don't matter, you can be the best running back, Christian McCaffrey. You can be Barry Sanders on the Lions, but if you ain't good, don't matter. Next call. What's up, Steve? three?
11: 89 Jay Stubbs here. Also Jay
3: Stubbs. Angel Investor. So,
11: uh, Appreciate you, bro. How do y'all feel about um, the draft? Um, me personally, I would like to trade back and still be able to get Linderbaum at center. And then uh, maybe take a linebacker in a second if we can trade up or pack some picks together. Um, the thing is, we need so much help and I just got a strange feeling knowing David Tepper and how desperate he is. He's going to take one of these quarterbacks at six. And it, of course, we'll get excited we're Panther fans, but at the end of the day, man, I want to fix this O-line once and for all. I don't care if we use every pick, you know, on the O-line. It's just, just thinking about it, man. I, I really kind of fall in love with this Winterbomb kid, and I just hope that you don't the draft board because I think he's exactly what we need in the center. Him and Deontay Brown could just do some shop. shots. I think Brady's sitting in the left tackle. I really do. Um, he's got to be a franchise cornerstone. Can he be solid? Can he be, hey, gives up one stack every two games or one stack every three games? You know? And, uh, I don't know, man, just put it out there, I feel like, uh, a center or a dominant guard and then a linebacker in the second would be ideal for the team. And then, uh, but unfortunately we got to snaggle our way to get these six. Teams. I'm just not too sure. I just hope we don't take a quarterback. And I think we going to freak out and do it.
3: All right, guys. Keep... Uh, Cody, I'm, yeah. I'm reading these great comments in the chat room. Thank you all for your support, your participation, smash the thumbs up button It helps. Um, but I have a, We've been talking about meeting for discussing our off-season plan, right? Doing some different things. Mm -hmm. Something just hit me. Mm -hmm. Pow. Watching these comments. Friday free-for-all. The week before the Super Bowl. We get together. And look, we turn the monetization off, which it don't make any money anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just take the strike. And we watch... The Panthers, two Super Bowls, and we've been to together.
4: I'm down, man. I'm or down. Or even
3: one of them. Maybe we do it in two weeks. Well, like, you, know, you can do the uh, Game
1: Pass that does, like, the, what, the 20-minute version? You can, only, you can right, go back
3: and watch part. the 2015 on Game Pass. You can't watch the 03 one. That, yeah. But I don't know if you've ever seen. You haven't seen the 0-3 Super Bowl, ever. yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, I've
4: seen it you a have? bunch of times. In fact, I've seen it. It's a big bunch plays. Time. It's like yeah, moves yeah. with the.
3: You know, Musa Muhammad had the longest receiving touchdown in Super Bowl history in that game. It's still isn't stands. it
4: still like the first or second highest scoring. Super Bowl of all time. I, I think maybe it got broken. It's considered
3: I, one of the best Super Bowls of yeah, all yeah, time. Yeah, it was a like
1: damn good Super, Super Bowl. Man. Yeah,
4: yeah. I I'd definitely it would down be. For fun.
3: I think that I, that's my suggestion. Yes, and I'm and I'm giving you the idea why it hits me because I will forget. You know, I always and then I'll forget this. But yeah, it would be. I know, folks. People are upset. There is a lot of pain, but they are good games too. That O three uh, game is like
1: about
3: the fifteen one, but those yeah, the, I know. The, but
1: the twenty fifteen one is largely considered to be one of the worst ones in NFL yeah. history.
3: Do you We're think we could do it, like uh, I still, maybe, you know what? I thought we had a chance all the way to the end of that game. I just what do you
4: think hmm. about like maybe also doing just so that way they're not all crushing defeats. Maybe throw in the NFC Championship game,
1: dude. You got it. Like yeah, ooh,
3: what about if one week we watch the Hi, oh, maybe the highlights for both of them, yeah. For the NFC Championship that game that both, year, yeah. and then yeah, and then please the next play week. that
6: Eagles NFC Championship game. That we oh, that Deshaun Foster oh, play run, dude. Yes,
3: play that one, please. Like it's like the Rocky moment of the internet. Yeah,
6: that was such a great game. Oh, that was such a great game.
3: Um, in oh, fact, you got to you know, do that. You got to
1: do. do the the Rams. Well,
3: yeah. now we just yeah. gotta. Now we gotta make a different video where we just watch like some of the <laughs> greatest moments from the great line, plays yeah all right actually put that down on the list i sent a yeah. sent a shared document here are my suggestions you asked me for ideas i brought it yeah, that would be you did. fun that'd be fun you know what I'm i did it not too long ago man. i watched the 03 Super Bowl not too long ago It was a fucking dope ass game.
1: You know, one that I don't want to I still have trouble even thinking about rewatching is the 2015. I can't even like that Um, was so painful. Yeah, I don't think
3: I I haven't rewatched that one. Yeah. Contrick
4: caught that damn ball. He did.
3: He did. 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 Like there's a lot of things. I'm gonna go back and want to kill Gano in that missing that field goal. I mean, it changed the momentum. I know people act like I'm being too hard on it. But us bringing the game within three around halftime yeah. changes it. 10-7 or whatever it was or, you know what I'm saying, like 13, whatever. I, don't, I forget what it was. But it would have brought us within three, you know, and that changes yeah. it. It's a difference between having to score a field goal to tie it and a touchdown to tie it type yeah. game. Yeah. Big difference. all how, right How many uh, uh, calls do we have? You, uh, wow, you want not watch the game? No, no, I think no, I'll do the, the last one.
1: I was thinking about uh, we definitely need to go through and give our predictions, as somebody said in the chat for the uh, wild card weekend. Okay, all right, yeah, this is oh, what I think. The last call. Real quick. We still
3: have sadly, we actually have crap to talk about. So.
6: <laughs> look, if you go back and look at the Panthers two Super Bowl years and you watch just the games up to the Super Bowl. Those were some amazing runs. One year is heart-throbbing games that come down to the end. This other one is us just running through everybody all the way to the Super Bowl. So those are fun games to go back and watch.
5: Yeah.
3: That is, uh, actually, that was a silent call at the end. I went, man, if I could, me just see this. The Sean this will ruin the, probably get demonetized for this, but it's worth it, bro.
4: No, we had so many viewers today.
3: Yeah, okay, we won't then. <laughs> uh, just Google uh, there. I, I do
4: want to do that, though, man. If uh, I, I see a bunch of people in the chat room would be down for it, too. I mean, and not even just the Super Bowl, but like maybe making it a point to, like, let's Ooh. find some... Le- how about this? Let's find some legendary Panthers games from just different points in Panther history. Playoffs, uh, just important games. Uh, you know, Ooh, we, we, could, we just we cracked
3: could... the code, bro. Yeah, man. That's what we're gonna be doing now. In fact, I want to do. I want to do it almost right now. Anyway, um, all right. That's <laughs> all bad, the calls. C three Panthers podcast brought to you by carolina Cat Chronicles.com. Sadly, I have to tell you, we have shit still to talk about. <laughs> um, can How you believe we didn't even get
4: to the ocean Can thing, you believe dude? this? Uh, that's this all is Matt rule
3: on uh, selecting um, an offensive coordinator with your quarterback situation. How much right. with a new offense
2: coordinator you're going to hire have to do and moving forward with what you decide to do at quarterback, regardless of what it is. Um, you know, I think I think we're just going um, I mean, to I think you any, you know, any, anybody we hire is obviously going to have a in that, say right. in personnel, you know, in terms of like the, how they see it. Um, but um Sorry. Um, yes. At the end of the day, for me, the, the most important thing is finding, finding the right offensive coordinator for, for what we want to do and um, you know how we want to build. And so, um, you know, it's, I, it's you know, I know so people true. say I heard you're targeting this guy. So, we'll, we'll do a process. We'll do a search. We'll talk. There's lots of really really smart people out there. Um, so to me, you know, we'll, we're we'll, talk go find, we'll go find the best offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers that can take advantage of the the guys that we have here and, and help us, you know, ascend on offense.
7: I understand. All
3: right, so, uh, ultimately this is Matt roll continues to say we're going to get it right I'm going to do the. I'm going to serve the Carolina Panthers I'm going to do all this and he says absolutely nothing it's all jargon yeah yeah it's all this and that and I and and I know that jargon when you're like messaging like you have to do shit like this sometimes like so I mean I'm not trying to be unforgiving about that but like what the he f- don't know. See, that's the thing. That I'm so upset. The only reason I am upset, about, I feel I would have felt way better if Matt Rule would have said, if, and he doubled down on Joe Brady and he said, I got the right pieces. We got the right stuff forward. We just need mm-hmm. to keep working and doing what we're doing and get better person, you know, working on the personnel. We need to trust in the process. He says, trust in the process. And then he, doesn't trust in the process Mm -hmm. so i mean like this to me is what does that fucking mean it means nothing
4: yeah he he said i've never met or heard anyone talk in my life who can say so much without saying a fucking thing (laughs) at all dude it got so annoying it's uh,
1: you know it makes me think that he's just got other things that he wants to do like he's just thinking while he's in the press conference. He's like, "Man, I need to stop and grab this for the house." I yeah. Need like that's what I. Get his money's guaranteed, conference. Yeah.
4: man. Like even if he was fired, him and his family are set for life, dude. So it's like, <laughs> and yeah. They were the by the way, over. before
3: he left Baylor, you know, Baylor gave him like a big eighty. Like he, this dude's rolling, swimming in the cash. So every time I feel sorry for being such a dick about it, like I do get, like at some point I do feel bad about calling for someone's job all the time. Like It's kind of like a crappy, you know, like I think, all right, so here's the thing is the guys that, uh, you know, the fire mat rule people that went on the NBA, they were standing in the background of the NBA uh-huh. game. They were cool, right? They're the first people that did it. They spent some money on some T-shirts. That's a cool thing. The first people that started the fire mat rule chant, they were cool. But like when you are copying that, like it feels like you're trying to make it about. And then you put it on TikTok and stuff. It makes it it feel like you're trying to make it about you at that point. And I am like I so at some point I do feel terrible about saying this guy sucks. Like you know, like I mean you. Like, I don't like your face. I've said that recently. In fact, this is when I knew I'm like, I don't like this dude at all. He has a more punchable face to me now than Sean Payton. Oh, yeah. Like, I see that stupid, like, he's. Did you ever imagine that would be
4: possible? Someone with a more punchable face. That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
3: It's, it's crazy. And then I feel bad about it because I want to be a good human being so i don't want to be that low in what i think of the totem pole the human race but then right when i feel bad about being too mean to his ass i think about man let me look at my bank account and like yeah, it. look at this compared to his right. and dude
4: it's football <laughs> man like dude this is a results-oriented business and fans are passionate if you're not winning you're a loser And fans don't tolerate losers. That's just what it is, man. And then when you have diehard fans like us who follow the team and know that he wasn't playing young players, that he would throw Cam Newton under the bus, you know, that this entire team just regressed back to its means. When you follow all those things, you feel justified in calling for his job because it's saying, dude, you have made this whole season worse for absolutely everyone. So, yeah, it, it, it might be a little bit mean to call for his job, but how many people did he make miserable from September to December this year? Do you know what I mean? So, it is what it yeah. is.
3: Last thing about these offensive coordinators is the yep. name. Actually, two things. Let's talk about the names that have been associated. Matt Rule said those names are not from him. Pip uh, Pip Hamilton. Uh, Charlotte native from West Charlotte I guess I've seen people putting or whatever West Charlotte High School is or something Pip Hamilton yeah, he went to He's B- the Charlotte, offensive yeah. coordinator for the Houston Texans um, Bill O'Brien with the uh, chin that has a black hole in the middle of it and uh, I was thinking this is like man if this guy wins the national champions not wins it but like beats this best defense we hire him as offensive coordinator i was like shit man bill o'brien gonna be our next head coach because you know he's gonna battle's rule's gonna get fired and bill o- and that i didn't like that um jay gruden was the name that's floated out and who's this rams dude
4: uh yeah this is kevin o'donnell uh the offensive coordinator for the Rams. Uh, these are the names that have
3: uh, been reported. I don't want any of the white dudes. I'll take this black guy right here. <laughs> that's why, I, that's why I, like, right now, I don't like the way any of these three look. Well, either. I like Pep
4: Hamilton for a number of different reasons. One, he's from Charlotte, so he already has a connection to this area. Number two, if you look at the quarterbacks that this man has coached, dude, he's been around Andrew Luck. Uh, he's been around uh, Justin Herbert, pictured right there. How about this? We, you know, we talked about the uh, rookie quarterbacks a bunch this past offseason. Davis Mills had the best numbers of all the rookie quarterbacks this year, and he was playing with the Texans. Uh, okay, so like that—that that really leads to the. I know the Texans of, are a
3: more attractive job than the Carolina. If Panthers. you
4: have a quarterback. That you believe in going into next season, then yeah, I would I would absolutely want uh Pat Hamilton above all else. The last thing I'll say about Bill O'Brien is Bill O'Brien. I wouldn't want him anywhere near our front office and making decisions that affect that yeah. affect the makeup of this team. But the dude really does know his X's and O's and i've I've watched what he did with with the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins for a while. And then you see what he's able to do at Alabama. He's done that a lot of different places now, I don't want him making football decisions like he was doing at uh, in Houston at the end, but the guy does have some uh, some you know an ability to coach players and uh so for that reason, he'd be my number two. Jay Gruden comes from the Gruden's so I just don't give a fuck I don't want anything to do with that family at this nope. point in time and I know nothing about the O'Donnell guy so yeah I'm, there with you. I'm going Hamilton if I'm having to pick between these care. dudes I
6: don't
3: care. you know what I'm saying like I'm to the point I just don't care is that yep. if, this, if that's all it takes is just a better offensive coordinator to fix this mess then Matt Rule is a fool yep Mm-hmm. Like he ain't that cool, I tell you that. I mean, it like, and it means that Brady yep. wasn't shit. Yep. If, right, then, yeah.
4: All right, let's let's uh let's pick some playoff Let, games.
3: Yes, please. please I got him right please. Oh yeah, Who yeah we got yeah, yeah, I got him right here. Are we? Uh, we in the playoffs now.
6: Uh, no, I, I can pull it up. Hang on one
4: second. Yeah, does someone? Yeah, uh, I can pull it up too. Okay.
6: Uh, what? We'll, we'll, Talk about it if you want to pull it up real quick. Uh, Raiders Bengals
3: first game, but
6: well, that's gonna be a good Ooh, one, and dude. Bengals minus oh, six right now. That's way
3: a better game than it should be. Uh, yeah. well, Bengals, that's minus a six. trap bet you bet on the Bengals because so the Raiders-
4: I, I'm finally the ready to put Derek Carr into my underrated quarterback category. Okay. I feel like Derek Carr is an underrated quarterback. I normally typically don't like the traditional pocket passers. I want you to be able to do a little bit more. But I think Derek Carr is a, is a pretty good quarterback.
1: Um, I would say underrated if he wasn't considered an MVP candidate at one point, you know, yeah. prior to this a few years back. I mean, I would say he's underrated. 2016,
4: yeah. it was the year after we went to the Super Bowl. yeah, And then he got hurt at the very end of the year. Um, I'm going Bengals. Are you I taking think, the points or just straight up? Uh, what, What's the
6: spread? Minus Bengals six, minus now. six.
4: Yeah, I'll take the points. Um, I I think they have a a really dominant offense. How about this? They have the most impressive young offensive weapons in the NFL. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins from Clemson is a badass. Joe Mixon (laughs) is a really good running back. They have uh, Tyler Boyd up there. I just think they have too many ways to win. Uh, The Raiders are resilient, though, man. Hunter Renfro. Dude, he's like another Cooper Cup type dude. Yeah. That guy will burn you. Um, yeah. love me some Hunter Renfro, man, but yeah. I'm biased. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm, that I'm tight end that gets in like
3: forms. 280 yards a game.
4: Yeah, what's his name? Um, uh, the Ravens, slow guy. down
3: finally. This well, I, I think it was right this year. Wait, wait. Waller. Uh, yeah, Waller. Darren
6: Waller. Darren Waller. Uh yeah, I'm, t- I'm here's taking the Bengals the, thing, and the points too. Sorry.
3: I want uh I will take the Bengals, but I ain't taking the points. Mm-mm. I'm taking the Bengals money the, line,
1: but I'll take the Raiders with the I think plus. the two. Raiders cover.
3: Okay. I think the okay. Raiders, I've tried to, I've underestimated the Raiders all season. I think the Raiders make a game of this, and I I like the Bengals. I say that like, I because do. like I'm excited about them.
1: Yeah, I say the only reason I say the uh the Bengals. Um, aren't going to blow this out of the water, is that offensive line is going to bite them in the ass in the playoffs. Like, as much as they have those weapons, like we've seen it too often with teams. We saw it with the Chiefs last year in the Super Bowl. There is going to be some so I still I think they pulled this one out, but I think it's a one and done. goes win by four. That.
3: That's what I say. Nah, it's going to
6: be a Jamar Chase long touchdown in overtime to win the game right. by seven. Oh, uh, well, that would be six, oh, yeah, right, It would be six. Pl- give me the plus yeah. six
3: there. All right, next All group. right,
6: You got Patriots at Bills. Bills minus four.
3: <sighs> I'm taking the Bills. I'm taking I take the, the Bills,
6: Bills to cover as well.
4: Yeah. yeah, I'm taking the Bills and the points, man. I think... Mm-hmm. Hey, dude, you know what matchup we got robbed of? If the Chargers would have won... It would have been the Chargers versus the Bills. That would have been that, would have, oh, been that a would have been a fucking crazy game. Now
3: I'm know. not trying to sleep on the Patriots. I think they could win this game. They've right? been taking Is a that dip. The Bills, the Bills are a are better team. are vulnerable. The Bills are vulnerable too, though. Both of these yeah. teams are vulnerable. Bill Belichick playoffs. It's like kind of going against Nick Saban. Even if you got the worst, you know your team isn't as good. You have a chance yeah. to win. I do think patriots have a chance to win i just think the bills have been on the precipice of being better each week Uh, not each week but they could have been a better team all year right like they're just a teeter-totter and and it's their time right now so give me the bills there
1: yeah the bills uh here as well with the points the bills are uh the experienced team uh josh allen has uh won playoff games before mac jones is in his first year as a rookie um and uh, i don't care what you say that plays a role when it comes to getting to playoff time um that's why you don't see rookie quarterbacks winning super bowls very often um so i think that uh and, and also you see what this uh, patriots team has d- uh, done they had a really good run there towards the middle of the season the end of this season they have looked like absolute dog shit um, they lost to the, the Miami. They came back. They lost. Though. They, they, they lost made to a them.
3: big comeback last week after getting Motley stomped Womps. in the early part. In the early part, they got stomped on, but they came back and made it a game. I ain't sleeping I mean, the And they got a Always good defense. And they got a good defense. games. They're good. And they got a good defense. And Bill Belichick is the best defensive coach in the history of the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It, yeah. So, like, I ain't gonna sleep on them, but I I am still taking the bills.
4: Hey, uh, John y- Ellis makes a good point in our chat room. Too many Panthers on that team. And, like, yep, I mean,
3: how, you They're know, it's like yeah. nah, they...
6: you gotta All pull right, for our, for
4: our boys, man.
6: Uh, next, you got uh, Eagles at Bucks, and it's Bucks minus eight and a half.
1: Ooh, that's a w- too big of a spread. I think the Bucks yeah. do not cover.
6: I'm...
4: Yeah, I'll take the Bucks, but I don't like eight and a half.
6: I'm uh, gonna take the Eagles and, and the points too, taking them to cover. But I honestly, if this was just straight up, I would take the Eagles. I'm I'm predicting. An oh, upset shush, in this game. telling you, I'm predicting an upset. Menchu, in this game.
3: Ma- if Minshew Magic beats Tom Brady, can we marry him, please, Cody? It's
4: not Minshew, right? Isn't Jalen Hurts coming back? Well, that
3: the yeah, looks are not around, as but, impressive like, as I'm asking. this, make it out to this be. for some reason, it becomes Minshew Magic time. And we beat Tom Brady. Can I please have him? Can I please get...
4: Fine, Tony. If you're a I, good boy. Think, and there, you and if Menzhu can first. beat the Bucks, then you can have him.
1: Like, why are we trading him Like, as as though he is just a piece of meat? Like, you gotta uh, ask him if he's alright with you having him. Oh, he would love me. Yeah, does his opinion sure matter I'm sure with that, that paycheck, he'd be all right. No,
3: no I would.
6: It's 2022.
3: It would be magical. It would be magical. So y'all
6: are um, all taking the bucks, but just not the points. Right? Yeah, I'm going yeah, to take the, the bucks. bucks not, money, not, yeah, not not money line, but not spread. Okay. All right, then you got the Niners and Cowboys, and it's is like only Cowboys minus three. which yeah, I got on I'm not Cowboys. Cowboys yeah. yeah, I'm Cowboys on that one. Oh. Uh, uh, Man, forty nine.
3: I know. like yo. Like, I mean, he, if you pick the forty you should pick the Eagles. In who's the Niners? You know, they're just kind of one of those teams that. <sighs> I always... don't want to go
4: all favorites. There's gonna be some. Fuck it, you know, I'll
3: go.
6: I'll go is Niners.
4: I'll, I'll go Niners. Fuck it, yeah, I'll go is Niners. Is anybody
6: writing this down? or are we just say Let's just say. No, we're just I'll just
4: go Niners, dude. It. The Cowboys, I think they're gonna all choke it, choke in the playoffs.
6: All right, you got uh Steelers at Chiefs. Chiefs minus twelve and a half. Steelers. That's
7: the I Cinderella think the story. Cover. Oh, <laughs> could you
6: imagine. I mean, yeah, it's possible. They could.
3: 12 and yeah, a I'll half is a the, ton of points. That is a lot, is, of but points. the Chiefs, a I've ton. seen the
6: Chiefs put up a ton of points before. I've seen the Steelers really take a dime.
4: And it's playoff football. Yeah, dude, I'll take the Chiefs and the points.
1: I'm taking the Steelers. Without right. the spread, I'm taking the That's money line. The I think they're gonna win the game. You think they're gonna win the what? game? Okay. Oh, so I then hear.
3: you get a double bet. Then no, you that is crazy. You took the triple double. You think the you know
4: you really think the Steelers are gonna beat Kansas hey, City? Hey,
1: it's possible. I mean, I'm not. No, it's yeah. not a crazy thing. I
3: think. That,
1: Dude, listen, yeah. listen. The 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 I I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. Number one, Big Ben's riding For a reason, high right reason. now, right? And uh and I think that there's a narrative that if they were I think the, the teams that they want to see in the Super Bowl and the NFL are going to be the Patriots or the Steelers from the AFC, because then you can have Big Ben doing exactly what Peyton Manning did going out on a high and retiring with a Super Bowl win. Um, so I think he's going to have the benefit of officials, uh, you know, go, rolling his direction. But also Kansas City has looked vulnerable this year. Like when facing, you know, even the most mundane teams, not Look even
3: at, close. That was so true, early dude. in the season. Now they that was won the like first nine ten games, games of in the row. season. The Steelers stink. Ben Roethlisberger can barely throw it from here to. I, hey, Florida listen, I'm not saying there. it's going to happen. I'm, I just, I'm predicting the it to happen. And the points now. Cody uh, CK talked me into it. I was worried about the spread being too big, but now I think it's too little
6: taking the Chiefs on the points. Okay.
3: Hey, uh,
4: Greg, if I'm going uh ers Niners and CK is going Steelers, I feel like you should just go Philadelphia. I did Am I, I wrong in that? Like he that's did, how go I did, he I did, did go Philadelphia.
3: No, he did go. So you did.
4: Like, I, I thought, yeah. you took Tampa. I'm State, the person uh, that
3: no. didn't. No, I'm the only mug that
6: okay. don't take me. All right, I like it. All well, right. There, there's one game left, and I think it actually sounds like the most interesting one. It's uh, Arizona at Rams, and it's Rams minus four. Mm. That's
1: a good. Rams go. have the upper hand on that one. Really?
6: Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. a better team. The they have Andre Hopkins back? I think he is coming back. For the first Where time. is it so the at? Rams
3: are good, it's but in, in St. Or in L.A. It's in L.A. That doesn't yeah, that don't matter. Yeah, I don't uh, care. Those
1: are those two. Both teams travel well. Fickle, That's the Monday fickle. night game. Well,
3: and they're fickle fans. And um, I, I would say this: Rams is the Rams are fans. a better team that has underperformed. The Cardinals are a worse team that has overperformed right like a I man is that we've been hesitant to believe that the cardinals are legit yeah but like, the, they are uh, a team that you think that their record is better than they who they are and the rams tough, are a though. team that you think are their record is worse than who they truly are i'm taking the cardinals baby i'm you taking the complete cardinals the, cycle, well. the cycle the I'm cycle of everybody's got to take an underdog
6: i'm taking the cardinals Tony too so i'll take the underdog me. in this one too All right. Yeah.
4: yeah, dude. Just on principle alone, I'm going Cardinals. I oh, don't like sucks. the Rams. Now
3: I feel like I gotta.
4: No, I don't like the Rams. I never did like the Rams because to me they're like they're the perfect LA vain super team. Every famous person that you've ever fucking heard of to ever play football goes to Los Angeles to try and win to, the those are Yankees. They're, they're trying to buy a title. Yeah, dude. It's they're like I'm not. Titles. I'm not into yeah. that. I like teams that cultivate their own talent. Um. And I, uh, I like some players on that Cardinals team, and JJ Watt. I, I don't know what matters, but JJ Watt's coming back. I think
1: they designated okay. him to return. I don't know. I think that starts a three-week process, doesn't it?
4: I, they said uh, that he'd he's be more ready of a for motivational
1: playoffs. piece anyway. Yeah. Um. But, did, I, right. This is so hard for me. Like I want to. So I, 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 I'm of the mind that I want to go Cardinals, but I also want to see Matt Stafford actually be able to come out. I mean, even though he has been an up and down, he's been a bit inconsistent this year. He's had a lot of really high games like where he is incredible. Right. And then he's had a lot of like, you know, but I want to see him actually after leaving Detroit, not even just to rub their noses in it to show, Hey, listen, you guys just didn't know how to fucking handle this guy. Um, But yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the Rams. I'm going Rams. I think uh, Stafford's gonna come out and he's gonna light up, uh, light up that defense. Hey, I wanted to ask earlier what
6: just kind of off the wall that we're talking about the Rams. What would have happened if Stafford would have came to Carolina? We would have killed his Nothing. career. He would have been dead. We, yeah, we would have killed his career. Could he would have been know? another
4: Alex Smith.
6: Yeah, he, he, he no. would have never heard from him again after this year. Oh, you're talking no, about no, where no, he's no
4: no no, 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 no. Okay, when I say Alex Smith, injured. I mean like had his fucking leg torn off. yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, Yeah. it, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been good for
6: him i think so glad he didn't come for his sake so glad yeah dude he
4: saved us he
6: saved us by stiffing us
3: all right um you're listening to the longest running panthers podcast on the internet and that's when i say the longest running panthers podcast um it's been going on for three hours and 17 minutes <laughs> uh also we have been doing this podcast every tuesday night since 2013
1: we've been uh, live since 2013 actually like we haven't stopped broadcasting <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> <laughs> this is, oh, this is sure. a 24
4: 7 podcast <laughs> <laughs> come in night and day just hang out
1: uh, our internet bill and power bill dude, be absolutely fucking crazy I
3: listen to this. Uh, there's, I think it's Reply All, or it used to be called Reply All, and it's a um, podcast. Um, I forget whoever it's made by, but they uh, they do all these cool, like just one off tech stories. Like they just try to find these bizarre. So like this one person, the one of my favorite. There's two favorite episodes I have. The one is where uh, when Bitcoin popped off, like it went from a thousand dollars to twelve thousand dollars you know what i'm saying like in the back in when it was just like this roller coaster of awesomeness so they found this their old friend who is a writer for the atlantic and when she was in college she tried to buy some pot off of or she didn't try to buy she bought some weed off of the silk road which is like an old dark website. So she like lived in New York city. She went on the internet. She got somebody to deliver her some weed or some ecstasy or something. And they n- needed Bitcoin to pay for it. So the whole episode was about her. She was like, shit, I think I might have a Bitcoin or two left in my wallet from when I bought that weed 10 or f- five years ago or whatever. And so they interviewed, like, all of these, like, they got these people to help them, like, uh, digital forensic people, and they unlocked her account. They finally got it. Like, they couldn't get into it, and they got into it, and it was, like, 780 bucks. Like, they were hoping for, like, 56000 You know, Dude, I mean, you imagine did. if you had, like, $56,000, and you had wow. it just because you accidentally Dude, left over some change. I heard for a worse week. story
4: than that. A guy had a bunch of Bitcoin in his wallet and had bought a bunch of it, and left it, and forgot about it. This is before Bitcoin blew up,
3: right? Is this the three password joint? Where yeah, is, as this the is password, the dude that yeah. couldn't yeah.
4: figure out the password to get back into his shit, and you only get a certain number of times to enter your password. Yeah, yeah like and, if they and enter and it they one more time, up, he it, loses it, like it twelve million bucks it forever. Mm-hmm. So, it, like but this it guy was, has all this money. That he can't get to because if he messes up his password like one or two more times, it all goes away forever.
3: And I wanted to the, the other one that was real cool. Actually, there's three of them. The other one is they interviewed the dude who invented the pop up ad, Like uh, the like the actual dude who wrote the codes who, you know, a pop up ad like the things that used to kill our computer. And, like, this guy, like, wrote an apology to the world for what he did. I mean, it's crazy. It's, like, a crazy story. Like, people, he had to That's go into cool. hiding. But, like, he literally apologized to the world for being the dude who wrote the code for a pop-up ad. Wow. And then my third favorite episode was, is that there was a live, and we were talking about C3 7 the first person who ever did the... Like, watch me live cam. Like, it was some girl, she was like a college girl, and she just put a webcam up and webcams in her house in like 1996, right when the internet's come, you know what I'm saying? It was like, yeah, I mean, it was like crazy, but they it was like documenting her life, so I mean, like crazy, and it is wild listening to this stuff, so. I bet you it's that while listening to the C3 Panthers podcast 24-7, the longest-running Panthers podcast, three hours and 21 minutes, because I took 10 minutes to tell you how long this podcast <laughs> is. I <laughs> wonder
6: uh, why
4: it goes so long.
6: Self-fulfilling prophecy.
3: Can yeah, we please ice some brothers up? We can. And get can. out of here. The longest-running segment. Of the Panthers podcast is where we ice up someone. So our homage to Steve Smith. Everyone is fair game. You can tell that person, whatever that idea, that person, that thing is to ice up, tough up to get it together. I've iced up a kid, a 12-year-old kid in Oklahoma. Anything goes when it comes to the ice up. Pick. I guess I'll start because I got a slide. Is that okay? Sure. All I got to say is this. Actually, I got two ice-up picks. I want to make the show longer. This one, Nick Carboni puts this up, and WCNC puts this up here. They put this on television. I can't see it, Cody. You keep putting the comments over Ah, uh, My bad. <laughs> All of a sudden is this, is that as the Panthers are getting stomped by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, in what has been a five years, five year losing streak, the WCNC television network, their study shows that Panther fans among the happiest in the NFL. Ice up. Get it together. We can't be the happiest. We suck. All we do is at this point give us a quarterback give us a life give us a winning record give us back-to-back winning seasons don't sell us happiness as you beat us man we're just domestic violent people my second ice up uh, pick uh goes to scott fitterer's haircut god i'm sorry why does it go every direction Quarter of it's going straight up, some of it's going down, some of it's going back up. We'll go back. I'll show you this. You can say this, isn't that? This dude, I don't like the haircut. What is this? That's a uh, early two thousands preppy high school haircut. Bangs. Well, whatever up. it is, yeah. dude. He this guy to gotta change it, to go. bro. He gotta change it. Ice up. Scott Fitter's haircut, bro.
1: Yeah, he's definitely had that hair. Like, I think he's had that hair design in place since he was a frat in a frat in college. Yeah. So, like since uh, we started the podcast, yeah. yeah. <laughs> since so, we started uh, live streaming the twenty four seven podcast, <laughs> yep.
4: I'll go next. Uh, Boomer Siasen was on his radio show, and he got a rumor on his phone, and he felt the need to share it to the world. Read it. I could read the whole thing if you want yeah, me to. Go ahead.
1: You can read All right, I'll read the whole thing.
11: Boom, the Rogers saga continues to get crazier and crazier. I've been told by multiple people in Aaron's direct circle that if the Packers make the Super Bowl, he will use the week leading up to the Super Bowl to prove a major point. He will threaten the NFL by saying he won't play in the big game or next season if they don't eliminate some of the COVID-related rules. One big one that upsets him the most is the testing of non symptomatic players. He's told Jordan Love to be ready. Like you said, he's got to make it first, but Super Bowl week will be set on fire and send Goodell in a frenzy navigating the situation. Now, can I say wh- what area of the country this is from? I mean,
1: who are we protecting really here at this point? Is- I mean, okay.
11: Of course, you want it out,
1: right? I mean, you want him to...
4: So, they think that they've actually got something, but it turned out to be just a fucking prank. And Boomer Esiason believed it, him and his buddy believed it, that Aaron Rodgers was actually going to sit out in the Super Bowl to protest COVID restrictions. Dude, you can't make some dumb shit like that up. This is a, 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 it's a testament to show you that everything that you hear when it comes to these rumors, dude, this is how it starts, man. It's all fake. It's kind of sad that Donald Trump coined the term fake news because now everyone kind of sees it as like a Donald Trumpian Republican type thing. But the news is really fake, y'all. In sports media, in real media, the news is fake. Stop believing it. This is how bullshit rumors get spread. This is what happens all the time. And it's just ridiculous, man. So to Boomer Esiason, did you know he was so happy to He thought he had a big-ass story that he just put forth on air and he was going to be the first one. It wasn't to be Boomer. It wasn't to be Ice Up, son.
6: Okay, you want to go you go ahead bad daddy okay uh i'm gonna i'm gonna open up the kimono here a little bit i'm gonna be a little vulnerable for my ice up pick um uh, if you know me you know that i'm an animal lover uh, i've got five goats i've got eight hens three roosters a pig and up until recently two dogs um had an accident a few weeks ago one of my dogs got out and got hit by a car and we rushed him to the vet and i want to start out by saying that i do really appreciate vets and everything you guys do you've helped me out in a lot of situations and y'all do great but just for this one situation to get it off my chest i'm icing you guys up um you know we took him to the vet and initial prognosis is that he's going to be okay um uh, they, they come to us later and they tell him that he's got a cut in his side and he's one of his ribs has punctured his lungs so it's kind of like trying to blow up a balloon with a hole in it you really can't get air into it uh, and there's options for surgery, but they can't do surgery until the next day at eight o'clock, which is strange. And it cost fifteen thousand dollars up front, fifteen thousand dollars up front, and it may not work. And that's just the surgery,
3: nice, that's not you everything know.
6: after that, okay. So you're put in this position where you really can't because I, I mean, I'm sure there are people who can, but I don't know anybody who had just has fifteen thousand dollars laying around.
3: Fifteen grand. No, yes. nobody and, and it does may not for work a dog. It, it doesn't even work if, even if you're a millionaire, you shouldn't even do it. How do they so, justify
4: that? And what that, about what, I mean. what they're doing is worth that much fucking money,
6: dude? Exactly. Exactly. And and I get it, man. Man, uh, you know medical stuff for humans costs an insane amount of money so why wouldn't it for dogs you know especially nice with how where it is, probably right? is but A nice unfortunately you. yeah that was the decision they gave us i don't have fifteen thousand dollars laying around and we had to make the decision then and we lost our dog but uh you know like i said i i appreciate vets and everything you guys do and 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 just for this one moment just to get it off my chest just ice up because 15 uh, well if it makes
3: you insane. if it makes you feel any better i heard this joke one time and i think i even did it once at the vet and it's like uh, they come back to you and you be like oh man he's got this allergy or whatever it's gonna be you know you got the visit you got the medicine you got to do this or say something and they say it's like 287 bucks and you're like "Man." fuck it just put that dog down
7: <laughs>
3: and they're like no you shouldn't do that you're like man i'm good just put the dog and they'll be like we'll do it for free <laughs> like you know, what I'm saying like a 57 dollar bill you're like man fuck it. i'm just gonna take well, him out in the woods and kill him anyway that yeah i'll say you know the funniest like thing about
6: that though this is kind of dark humor but anyway is, is that it actually costs more to do to put the dog down than that like, no it
3: doesn't oh what then 57 yeah it's like 210 bucks to put it all down
6: yeah if you want to do the the cremation and everything it's like 500 oh uh, yeah. yeah yeah but either way sorry i don't mean to bring anything down but i wanted to ice sorry it i don't mean to be this yeah. man. Cool, man it's been I'm, I've, I've i've come to terms with the situation
3: i dollar cost average when we get to that point point. and they always uh, do
6: it to the people that are grieving the people that
4: are torn <laughs> up
6: man yeah because this all happens man. in like an hour like like it, it it's one of those emergency things you know like so i uh
3: my my in-laws have used to have these two little dogs and then this <laughs> my father-in-law is real cool he's awesome man. i love my father-in-law but uh the dog had cataracts like blind as a mug yeah like man like you can see these white globes and, and they were like uh oh yeah we can give it surgery it's gonna cost seven g's he was like to let that dog walk in the walls. I know my man Joey is surviving just fine.
1: <laughs> uh, uh. Um, so me, I'm going to go back to football with mine. And uh, this is an entire season culminated into one. Um, but it really kind of just peaked when you look at what the Chargers-Raiders game ended up being. Um, I don't know. I mean, it was all over the news, like the both teams and I'm not a proponent of them having done this, but could have made it to the playoffs. Had they just, they could have it split
3: out. pot. Right. If we were betting a uh, poker, they could have right. split pot.
1: Right. And so they could, there could have been uh, an Avenue in which they did that. Now, is that in good sport? Probably not. Um, but the way that I look at it, uh, if I was a coach is like, listen, we're going to get our guys going into the next game fresh. It's like, we got a first round by, Um, you know, for the playoffs, like, and, and, you know, why not do it, right? There's a win-win for everybody involved. Um, Well, they didn't go about it that way. They continued to go down. Chargers fought back. They had at the helm with, like, with Justin Herbert at the helm, they came back and were just, it was one of the craziest fucking endings because you almost thought it was going to end in a tie. It went into overtime. And why I say this is an entire season of, of, of an ice up is, uh Staley has been making questionable decision after questionable decision as a head coach for the Chargers all year, going for it when he didn't need to go for it. Um, and in in, in, in the most ridiculous ways. Well, the Raiders were driving right after they had already both teams had already kicked field goals to tie it. So whoever got a field goal. Uh, next was going to win that's how the overtime were you know rules work after both people have had an opportunity to have the ball um well they were on the 39 yard line and it looked as though the oakland or the uh, las vegas raiders were going to be content with the clock running down and maybe trying to do a field goal from the 39 which would have been a lot harder for whatever reason zero Like There is zero reason why you should have done this as a head coach. They decide to call a timeout at at 39 seconds left in the game, meaning that the Raiders were going to have to run another play before kicking the field goal, because if they kick the field goal and they missed, they're giving the Chargers plenty of time. Well, the Chargers just run the ball, and they run the ball another 15 yards, giving them a chip shot field goal and win the game, go to the playoffs, and the Chargers go home to sit on the couch with the rest of us. I'm giving the ice up to Staley because of all the years of questionable decisions like that, where he has caused his team to lose because of those stupid, you know, decision-making, and all in the names of analytics, which I think now we have gotten over the analytic phase. Analytic phase is is absolutely not a recipe for long-term success in the league. Um, and I think that we're starting to see that. Um, so, uh, yeah, Staley ice up as you, uh, come sit on the couch with us.
6: I saw it's a, it's a television show. Remember
1: mm-hmm. they,
6: they have the, who in mind who they want to win and I'm, I'm sure the people follow
3: scripts. You have listened to the longest running Panthers podcast in the history of Tuesday nights.
4: More ways than one. I,
3: I wonder if there has been a longer show than what we did done tonight. Holy cow, it's over. Thank Jesus. Like the Carolina Panthers, season is over. The number's 252 228 5098. And call in. We'll be around, man. We're going to be doing the podcast next Tuesday. We're going to be doing the Friday free for all. We got some cool things already lined up. We've been brainstorming on the show in front of you about some watch alongs together. Some uh, Cody and I got a lot of debating and do. We're going to prep you for the Senior Bowl coming up, the Combine coming up, free agency next week on Tuesday night. I'm shooting for that year in review, fellas. I think it's time, unless for some reason we fire a head coach and we're in our interviews and the, we got to talk about all that news too. We're going to cut up uh, a lot of this podcast and present it to you because you've been the best and the best fans. You're wonderful. And I got the best co-hosts. These mugs don't quit. They keep coming on with me. They keep hanging out with me, despite it being awful, an awful season. I appreciate Cody, Greg, CK. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Cody, how can they get after you?
4: Yeah, find me on Twitter at Cody Lacks, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Check out drafttech.com tomorrow. Uh, I think you're going to be very interested in who I having and who I have the Panthers selecting. I am the Panthers analyst at at drafttech.com. And uh, every Friday at 7 p.m., we do the Friday free-for-all, man. And I'm trying to get more and more people in there. I want C-Dog to show up one of these days. Karen Choi. I want to see Karen in there one of these days. Foot Foot Clan 004. I don't even care that you're a Lions fan, man. The Friday free-for-all is for absolutely everyone. Come and well, hang I'll out every this. Friday at seven. And by the way, we we went almost like four hours last last Friday, man. Oh, we, had, we the
3: really the longest podcast. Yeah,
4: man, yeah. dude, we 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 really are the longest running podcast in more ways than one. So, holla at your boy,
3: ladies, you love us love us long time ck how you doing man where can they get after you
1: you can get me on the twitters on the ticket on the facebook streaming at CoDizzle allen uh pretty much all of those social media platforms you can go uh, check me out um and uh yeah we seriously are the longest running uh, panthers podcast uh um, and it's also adding to a long list of reasons for my wife to want to divorce me so uh <laughs> <True>. so, <laughs> welcome so, to that club yeah so keep on watching man we're we're sacrificing our lives for you guys so uh <laughs> come along bro come along for the ride uh, uh but yeah come uh show me some love on the on the social medias
3: greg if they are um star wars freaky freaks mm. where they need to, where they need to check out
6: friday Oh, uh, bro. Friday, we're having a Star Wars orgy. I'm calling it Star wars Um, You know, it don't matter if you're a Twi'lek or a Darian or a Droid or we're Jedi or a Sith. Just come <laughs> join us. We're going to be talking about everything Star Wars. Books, movies, Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, anything and everything out there. we got some favorites lists we're going to go through. I've got some special guests coming on. It's going to be a really fun Star Wars time because I've just been really feeling Star Wars lately. So, had to have a Star wars but at 9 p.m. Eastern Wars, Standard yeah. Time, it's going to be right after the Friday free-for-all. Uh, and you know what? There's a lot of people in the Friday free-for-all who hop into the uh, SCS show afterwards. I appreciate y'all. Uh, it's a really fun time. you know. And like I said, if you're a Star Wars fan, this is going to be a big one this
3: Friday. That is the Super Civil Servants podcast. You can find them on YouTube. You can find Greg at the Bat Daddy 52 on Twitter. I'm TonyDunn at Cat underscore Chronicles. This is the C3 Panthers podcast, which can be found everywhere YouTube's facebook's actually it's not on uh tiktok or instagram or anything so we do twitter facebook youtube that's our joint the youtube chat keeps us going uh itunes tune in stitcher wherever you get your audio podcast download it even if you listen tonight just download it thumbs up and then dump it do me that favor tell a friend tell a friend be somebody cool it's free we love you. 252 228 5098. We'll see you either tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're always up here. We don't quit. Always. We don't quit. Keep pounding. Take us out of here, Cody.
4: Until next time. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Keep pounding.